Welcome back to Check Please, the D&D podcast. Previously, the party enjoyed a day at the local hot springs to celebrate their victory and to get some much-needed relaxation. They learned that Karis was covered in the same strange magical writing that keeps popping up. And now they're off to attempt to save Moira from her coma. Last time, you guys were in the city. Alright, you're in Whaler Cog. You guys just came we- back from a hot spring, I believe. Uh, it, it was very nice. I hear the water was warm. Yeah, I'm sure Vera had a wonderful time there. <laughs> they did. They had a bunch of bee things that they did. At she least told two. someone else who wasn't Sol her backstory. <laughs> well, yeah. But Sol doesn't know that. So. I don't, but I'm still offended. <laughs> you offended? Impossible. We're best friends. We tell each other everything. You didn't ask. It's true. I respect her space and want her to be able to tell me things at her own pace. <laughs> Maybe she ago. wants you to take an interest. I kind of slapped her like two sessions ago. So I'm like <laughs> kind of tiptoeing a bit. All right. So you guys are in the city. Uh, if I believe I remember this correctly, you guys just went to that spring and you just returned from that. I don't think much else has happened since then. Is that correct? Correct. We were on our way back when we okay. went to the last session. Excellent. So you've now arrived back at Whaler Cog from the Springs. What would you like to do? It is now, we'll say, the 23rd. 23rd of November. I still haven't looked on my mind. Especially Moira. I don't want to do that side. I can't just leave it here. Well, until those twins wake up, we're probably not going to get a confession. We might... I I don't know what's going to happen. Look... I don't know if they are even alive, and if they are alive, in ways they might do something to her to get me. So I don't care anymore. I'm not worried about looking in the bands of it all. I just want to make sure she's okay. All right, just don't get arrested. <laughs> Shut up, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> Words of wisdom from Soul. <laughs> Actually, sorry. Um, hmm. There is a favor that you or Glo need. I would like to offer something because I need to ask a favor of him, potentially. He already left. Oh. Does he not? He teleported here, did he not? Can he not travel very far, very quickly? Uh, I mean, I could, I could ask him. Get, it just could use feels to weird to ask place. him for everything. I know. But I don't know the other options we have. None of us are exactly really sneaky. We normally tend to. Uh, Soul holds up their hand to their mouth. Grow. Alright, uh, a moment later, you hear his, his voice. Yes? Is everything this is okay? This going to sound weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, call him back if this plan doesn't work. Maybe I should go as a plan with you. Is, is everything alright? I just left. I know Did you something just happened. Uh, no. A friend of mine wants to sneak into someone's house and was hoping to get your assistance for it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, okay, uh, I guess being a is good. I mean, that's generally what's happening, right, Levette? 
I mean, we're sneaking into someone's well, house. Um, I couldn't exactly put it that way, but I, I suppose you could look at it like that. Yes, she wants to sneak into <laughs> someone's house, see someone who's in a coma. I would certainly not put it like that. What? Uh, okay. <laughs> um, so I'm I'm an enchanter, pretty much. Yeah. So I don't really do breaking and entering. <laughs> I'm not sure what exactly I'm being asked of here. I mean, I, I want to help you, but I, I don't... What, what exactly do you need me to do? Uh, she just wants you to teleport her into a room with her best friend who's in a coma, I think. <laughs> I mean, that's... No, yeah, that's pretty much it. It's yeah. not really how teleportation works. I, I have to either see the place or have been there before... To teleport myself oh. there. I can't just okay. send someone else somewhere. I don't think he can do it, Lavette. Oh, okay. I sorry. didn't mean to cause it problem. Was it? Uh, no, Not a it, problem. It's, it's okay asking. I just, yeah, um, it's not sure. Oh, he I like how it. I'm the only one who can hear him, but he yeah. can hear everyone else. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's how that works. Yeah, the ring can like, it's, it's like... You're on a phone, except I'm only on, like, regular phone. You guys can't hear him. Yeah, imagine being on speakerphone, but having earbuds in. Yeah. That's exactly how this is working. So, I also burnt my only teleportation spells today, so... I kind of figured, but I thought I'd ask. I wanted to... I don't know. I just wanted to make her happy. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I want to help your friends. I do. Um, oh, I know. But I, I'm just not sure... How exactly I'm supposed to do that? What what's stopping them from getting in there? A angry mother. <laughs> I mean, I could <laughs> try to cast charm person or something like that. I mean, that's more up my alley, at least as far as magic. How often have you charmed people? Well, no, I mean, like you know, when, when I, <laughs> ooh, it's singed. When I mean, look, it's it's a pretty easy, simple spell. Um, I mean, this but, isn't. This isn't like... You'd have to teleport here, wouldn't you? This isn't like illegal, is it? What you're asking? I don't think so. Levan, is this illegal? Well, I mean, if we have permission, it wouldn't be illegal. Oh, if we have permission, it's not illegal. I right, but I mean, I suppose forcing someone to do this through a charm spell would be, you know, what? illegal in itself. Do you so. think a suggestion spell would be better? Oh, <laughs> What is legal in the world of magic? I... No, I think... None of this seems particularly good. I mean, have you heard of our adventures recently, Gro? I mean, I could at least try. Don't worry, Gro. I got this. Uh, just... Alright, don't get arrested, alright? Okay! She's the only one going in the house anyways. (laughs) Alright, good good luck. I, I can't be there today, so please don't get into any trouble. No promises, but I love you! I <laughs> uh, love you too. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> the link <All> right. disconnect. <laughs> I'm gonna suggest some things. Is it okay if I hug you? Uh, sure. I'll give Sol a hug. Thank you. On my leg? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, onwards! Okay. Onward! <laughs> there it is. <laughs> well, it is. It's happening. This is happening, Flynn. Okay. Soul starts well, walking in a direction. I'll, I'll lead them to where we're going. I figure I probably oh. know this place by heart. Okay. 
So you go to the O'Brien family home. All right. Oh, jeez. Still knocks on the door. (laughs) All right. You you knock on the door, and a servant opens the door a moment later and asks what they can do to help you. May I speak to the lady of the house, please? And they ask you to wait, and they close the door. And a few minutes later, uh, that elderly gnome that was angrily yelling at Lovette shows up and sees you, and I'm assuming Lovette's there as well. I am. I'm kind of standing behind Soul, but I'm like not trying. I'm not trying to not look deliberately evasive. Okay. Well, uh, the door opens. The elderly gnome looks at the two of you and is about to slam the door. What would you like to say? Uh, Soul does suggestion right away. Starts okay. playing their instrument. So um, the first thing you need to do, yeah, is you must fascinate the target first. So, oh, I see. Yeah. So fascinate has to I be used first, that. which is fine. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and give them a will save. So that's a DC 17 will save. And here's their roll. Okay. Uh, she, like, looks angry at you as you, like, start to play, uh, Symphonia's Wit. And she grabs the door and she's about to slam it. And she just kind of, like, stops moving and just is staring at you. Mm-hmm. Now you I can would... do a suggestion. <laughs> I think it would be a wonderful idea if you let Lavette come in and see your daughter. Please. That would be great. Do that. Let her in. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm going to give her another will save for the suggestion. I think it would be a good idea for Levette to see my daughter. Exactly. She takes a step. <laughs> she takes a step back and kind of like moves her arm as like a wel- welcoming gesture to the house. Um, is everyone with me? I don't know. Soul's not going in the house. I promise, girl. I see. I. That's fail. It sounds maybe you should see this though. Are, are, we, are we with? Is everyone? That's what I'm asking. Are you? Uh, I'd assume so. There's nothing else to do. Yeah, I figure everyone would fall. Do you want anyone else in there? Well, it's what maybe we totally understand where I'm coming from, but I don't suppose it's necessary as long as I can make this better. All right, let's go in. I guess. Oh, um, well, I'll ask her. Is it is it all right if my assistance come with? I think it would be a good idea. For Levette to see my daughter. <laughs> Can you hurry this up? I don't know how long this lasts. All right. Well, I'll go in. We'll see if she stops the others, I guess. I'll walk in as well. Okay. She sort of just like glassily watches all of you as you go inside her house. Soul yes. looks like they're hesitating quite a bit at the door. <laughs> we had a good screw, uh, Marcus. So I'm guessing you're going to go to Moira's old room? Mm-hmm. Okay. You can see that everything in the room has been kept exactly like it was the last time you were here. They basically kept her room like a museum. It appears that like her bed sheets and everything are changed regularly, and you see her just kind of laying in bed with uh, the device there on her chest. Well, her, she sits there. Her, her she sort of has like a almost a gray tone to everything about her. It's almost like she's monochrome when everyone else around her is in color. Kind of like in the Deadlands? Marcus, as you approach the room, you feel something interesting. It's almost as if someone's put out a meal for you. Like, you feel... (laughs) Basically, this device is projecting this person's soul out into the world, and it's basically, it looks like a beacon to you. Like, it's... Your mouth starts watering. The device is currently working in backwards mode. Right. So, yeah, it's essentially projecting her soul 
outward into the world, which is why she's essentially comatose. But that's also going to make it extremely delicious for Marcus. Does, Mar- do, does Marcus do anything to signify this? Marcus, I just want you to remind you, you're hungry. Very you're hungry. so hungry. Like I said, your mouth is watering. Shit, I can't believe Marcus I forgot about be... one of the most important things. Fuck. If we're playing it like that, I would say that Marcus kind of locks just the gaze, kind of has a little bit of a thousand yard stare. Like he hasn't had a good meal in like a week. Mm-hmm. A good anything, really. Yeah, pretty much. And you just, it's like that, where you really can't hear what's going on around you. Oh, it's like the flashbang, where, like, it's the ringing noise. and <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're so exactly. shell-shocked. Mar- Marcus, don't come in here. Mar- Marcus. <laughs> Marker. <laughs> so Marcus would be kind of walking very slowly towards the room. Mm-hmm. Not really paying attention to what's going on around him. I don't know if I could reasonably say that. Nobody even noticed this. Yeah. You kind of ignore Marcus a lot. Okay. Well, not only that, but she's very caught up in this moment. Yeah, in the moment. So a lot of you walk into the room, and again, you see Moira. uh, She's just laying in bed, eyes open, staring at the ceiling. Her hair is kind of like brushed out onto the pillow, to, to like all around her. Marcus yeah, is like gonna that. die the most painful death if this doesn't if this goes a certain way. He might uh, die the most painful death either way. <laughs> he might. So she's just sort of like laying in bed, and it looks like she's been well cared for, and she's also aged a bit. Like she's older than you saw her last, but she's just mm-hmm. she's just been here in this bed, kind of like mouth partially open, staring at the ceiling. Wait, Make a perception check. Dead Moira. <laughs> <laughs> you can't perceive. That's what I named it. Yeah, you can't perceive anything, any movement, any hint of recognition. Nothing. Does that perception perceive Marcus, or am I still oblivious to that? Oh, you're still part? totally oblivious to that. Yeah. Okay. Um, I guess we don't have enough time. I bet I get to work. I know. I'll kind of pull the sheets down to reveal the machine and start looking at inspecting it, making sure it's working the same way. Pull out my obsession log and cross-reference everything. There you we know, go. For There's the better version. So, yeah, that's just how I draw. Okay, you pull out your obsession log and the schematics and you start looking at the device. Um, I'm going to need a knowledge engineering check, please. You got it. Never has a check been more important. Ooh, All right. Was a thirty. So a thirty. You compare the schematics and your memory with this device, and as you're going over it, you can see that a few of the components have been tampered with. It oh, appears. Oh. It appears that some of the circuits and cogs have been reversed in order to reverse the effect. And it was done very, very subtly and very skillfully. And whoever did it must have had access to your schematics to know just how to sabotage it perfectly. Access to your schematics. What? You believe you might be able to reverse these changes with a craft check. Right. Oh boy, this is what I put all of these points into this for. (laughs) Every level up putting points into a skill that I basically never use. But now it's time. Oh jeez. Oh, or boy. a Warmaster could, could also be useful here. No, it's a craft. I think oh, it's still downstairs. That's a 19. Okay. My hands are shaking. Your hands are shaking, and it shows. So here's what happens. You reach, you like you, you get your tools, you like pull 
like you, you get the device like opened up a little bit and you take take your tiny little tools and you start to like move some of the components and your hand mm-hmm. slips mm-hmm. and one of the components falls in and the gears start to jam on each other like some of the cogs start to like catch and Moira starts to like convulse and cough and you can see some blood coming out of her mouth uh, what can I do to fix it uh, what uh, you can what you can do to fix it is to make another craft clockwork check to try to undo what you just did. Okay, hey, come on, do a better time. Oh my god! All right, that's a twenty-two. Okay. Uh, uh, on, on, stand by. Um, Kenny, can you do the thing where they do the? I was still downstairs. What? Why are you downstairs? <laughs> because oh, no. I promised grow. You wouldn't go in. You wouldn't break the law. Okay. <laughs> I wouldn't break the law. You, you mean you already did, but... <laughs> kind of did, but... Yeah, the, the going in part wasn't the problem. Well, if y'all can yell down to me, what's going on? Oh, does... I mean, you or might do you want me to be there? Yelling, no, no, no. Yeah, there's not a, there's not a whole, whole lot of time, so... Mm-hmm. Well, I don't even know what I would do, though. Right. Okay, so... I'm um, just a bard. <laughs> So with that check, you keep fishing around and you try to unjam this piece uh, out of the clockwork, but mm-hmm. it is not coming loose. So while like Moira I guess is Soul moving starts around, to finally, run upstairs when everyone's like, it, there's, she's, there's she's no moving noise. around because oh. she appears to be suffocating. Oh god! Uh, is Karis with us? Yes. Karis, Karis, can you heal it up? Can you just keep it? I. Uh, what guys? What? Oh right. Uh, yeah, she fucking. She's what, still was drunk. It she, what was it that she? I, I will use uh, cure. Oh, I will use cure moderate wounds on. Uh, I can on her. try, but you guys gotta calm down. Everyone's talking so fast. Vera uses cure moderate wounds. All right. Okay. And I'm going <laughs> to start Archibald's timer. All right. You start Archibald's timer. Uh, Vera, you cast cure moderate wounds. Um, do I just do a cast or? Yeah, go ahead and burn the spell. The HP value doesn't matter. So. Wouldn't I notice Marcus yet? No. What are you doing, buddy? By the way, uh, this it, it's as Moira's thrashing around. It's mm-hmm. gosh, you ever seen a shark? Uh, yes. When you throw like a wounded animal or like a wounded fish. Yes. Into the into the water and it's splashing around. That's yeah. kind of what you see, buddy. It's real fucking tasty. Oh no. I'm, I'm, I think that like this is a bad enough situation already, but mm-hmm. but having Moira thrashing about on the verge of death is kind of pushing you beyond what you can handle. So I would like you to make a will save, please. If, if you <laughs> oh in fact, if you in fact even want to resist this urge at all, it's up to you. No, Marcus would want to re- would want to, but to play the character correctly. Oh man. Um. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Can you throw a will save for me? Oh yeah, yeah. I could, I could throw a will save for you, buddy. Thank you. We don't get to see it. Which we means, which means they don't get to see it. Oh, oh shit! Hi. Hold on, let me go. Too late. It's too late. You already threw it. Oh no! On the way down. It was real bad. That was a four plus eleven is a fifteen. So, okay, buddy, what would my Let's let's step into the other room real quick. Let's have a chat. Oh no! <laughs> hey, buddy. Oh no! So you are hungry. 
You've been hungry for a couple of days. No matter what you eat, the hunger doesn't really seem to subside. And you have a feeling deep down that you know it's not a hunger for normal food. Yeah. It's a hunger for the life essence, right? Like you, you want that sweet, yeah. sweet soul juice. <laughs> yeah. No, I understand. But I feel like if I do this, a couple things are going to happen. I know, right? It, it, a couple things about to happen. I didn't honestly didn't know what we were walking into. So I cannot be to blame for this. Right. So... No, I don't blame you. And I don't blame you at all. But understand that, like, Lovette might try to kill you after this. That's if Lovette actually figures out what's going on. Now, what I think might happen is you might be able to, to, to do this without anyone even realizing it. So, like, you're not going to, like, pop out of your body and, like, eat them. And you just, all you have to do is just let the essence flow into you. So, you don't, because, like, it's already bleeding out. Like, she, like Moira's basically dying right now. All you have to do is drink that in. So, you don't have to pop out of your body and kill Moira, okay? What What is going to happen is you did fail the will save. So, you can't really resist it. So, basically, all that's going to happen is some little voice in the back of your head just says, don't resist. Just just drink it up. It's delicious. And then you don't feel sick anymore. You know, you don't feel hungry anymore. And you don't have to, you don't pop out of your body. You don't like laugh maniacally and try to eat Moira. You just kind of stand there and just feel better. Like you feel whole again. Um, and so I felt realistically, there's nothing I can do in this situation. I mean, I, yeah, I gave you a will save and you botched it. So there's not, there's not really a whole lot you can do. Because the idea is your character hasn't doesn't really have the willpower to resist this quality of meal. Basically, just be it's it's almost like the universe is shoving this down your throat, being like, "Here, here's this delicious food," and you're just kind of standing there. All you have to do is stand there to eat it. So it's basically like water moving from one pool to another. Like you're just you're just siphoning it in. You don't have to do anything. Shame. You don't have to look like you're eating there. You don't have to look like you're doing anything bad. All you have to do is stand there. And Moira just slips away. What a... Oh, man. Oh, no. I feel bad for them. I, right. Uh, exactly. But, oh, I mean... I feel like shit. It's, it's, I mean, it's not entirely your fault, but the good news from all this is I, I am going to be removing the hunger penalty from your character. And also, uh, you, you get to gain a lot of memories uh, from Moira. Um, so oh, that'll be fun. Oh, fuck. Okay, so I don't lose any of my, what I have. I just gain more memories. No, yeah, in, in this, this is sort of a special case. I'm not going to make you give up anything for this one. Since you're not taking over that body, you're staying in your own vessel. You're just kind of drinking this because it's being forced on you, basically. Like, this device that is on Moira's chest is actually, like, projecting her soul out into the area around her in the world, which makes her incredibly appetizing to you, like I said. How long is this meal going to last me? An instant. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, oh, you, oh, you don't know. How long is it going to sate you? You have no idea. Yeah. You have no idea. Okay. This is all new to you. But I'll, I'll tell you when you get hungry again. So don't, don't worry. It, I'll let you know. But it's, th this isn't something you have to do that often. I'll say that. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. I didn't know how we were going to have to just happen upon people who were dying. No, not, not necessarily. No. So. So what, what I'm going to do Just then hang is... hang out at the old folks' home. Yeah, basically. So what I'm going to do is we're going to pop back into the other room, and I'm just going to describe Moira's death. 
but I'm not going to say. I think would just be like just snap. And, like, I, and I'm I'm just going to mention that Marcus is just standing there. He's not doing anything. He's just standing there. So I hope that they don't blame you, but we'll see. We will see. We will see. You good? You ready? I'm a mole. All right, buddy. Here we go. I'm putting you, putting you back. All right, I'm back. Oh boy. Okay. I'm gonna have a stroke right now. Holy fucking shit. Levette. Yes. I need you to make another craft clockwork check. You need to reverse the damage you've done to this device. Yeah. Oh, God, please. Fucking do not roll that shit again, please. Okay, okay, that's a 25. Cool. You got a 25. So you are able to fish out the piece out of the cogs and replace mm-hmm. it, and you have now put it back to where it was. Okay? The cogs start turning freely again, and Moira stops thrashing around. She stops thrashing <laughs> I don't know around. I can do this. I don't uh, know if I can do this. Make a perception Everything check. Everything okay up there? Uh, ev- actually, ev- everyone make a perception check. Okay. 18. Let's see what this is. 18, this is a 20, 20 for from Levette. Hold on. 18 from Vera. Oh, I got a nat 20. Okay, hold on. Sol got a, thir- got a 32, so Sol gets in there. Sol notices immediately. While Moira has, yes, stopped thrashing around, she's also stopped breathing. She needs to be resuscitated now. I'd like to put my hand on her and see if healing touch works at all. Okay. You use healing touch, which that's... Hold on. Healing it stabilizes. Touch. That's your, your stabilize ability? I think it's healing hands or something. Is I, I forget what my... Yeah, I was just trying to look up the exact ability. Oh, my God. Sacred touch, that's it. Oh, sacred touch. Hold on. Stabilize a dying creature merely by touching it. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Sacred touch. It's a standard action. You may automatically stabilize a dying creature merely by touching it. Uh, you do that, however, Moira is not dying. She needs to be <laughs> resuscitated. Does anyone know how to help lungs? Oh, Vera, make oh. a heal check. That I will do. Oh. Uh, 13? 13. 13. All right, you're, you're not sure what the problem is. Shall I? Can Marcus? Do you want to let Marcus closer? I mean, it's up to you guys. Or, I no, no one's really noticed know he's there. about it. Okay. Yeah. In that case, Marcus, you can go ahead and make a heal check. Yeah. Let me, tr- let me try. Okay. So Marcus snaps out of his stupor and takes a step forward. Make yourself a heal check. Ooh, very good. A 20. That's a 13 plus 7, 20. Uh, Garvin, short fellows, question Marcus. You know that Moira is not in the dying state because Moira is already dead. <gasps> what? So what help, help? Well, Marcus is the only one that knows and he hasn't told us. Yeah. But if, but has he said something? Not yet. Is that what in character? Uh, I, said, I, I look at her and, she's, and I say, she's gone. And I noticed that Marcus is here for the first time. <laughs> you notice Marcus is standing there for the first time, yeah. And and I kind of go from like a really concerned look to just this hideous glare. What are you doing here? Oh man! If Soul sees that, Soul's gonna grab like Marcus's arm and just start to take him downstairs and out of the house. Come on! I I, I was here to help. I know she doesn't. She's gonna get angry. Come on, let's go. Soul literally just picks up Marcus bridal <laughs> style and starts to walk down the stairs. <laughs> All right. One of these days, I'm going to start thrashing around like a corgi. Oh, jeez. All right, so Soul and Marcus leaves the room. What are Lavette and Vera and Karis doing? Karis is kind of just standing there. Uh, is there a window? There is not a window. No. To the Actually, window! You know what? There is a window. What am I saying? This is a, this is a bedroom. Of course, there's a window. I open up the window. Okay. I'll just sit down next to her bed and put my head in my hands. You uh, open the window, and there's a, a slight breeze, the smell of sulfur on the air. The smell of wear the cog. Levette, we have to go. No. We need to go. 
I was I, I'm a monster. You are not a monster. You you are trying to help. Someone else did this. If I you don't prove here. that someone else did this, the people who actually murdered her are going to get away with this. Don't worry about that. I killed them too. I just hurt everybody I come into contact with. That's not true. And you're not going to stop anyone if you're in prison. I can't let that woman find her little girl that is up here. She was right about me. She was not. Um, has Archibald deployed at this point? Yeah, Archibald's deployed. He deploys and like pops out and he sees you in your current state and he sees Moira on the bed and he just kind of like looks back and forth at each of you and he kind of like leans down and like tries to give you a big hug. I don't really remove. I just kind of take accept the hug. Well, you finally got to me though. Lovette, we have to go now. All right. Why can't uh, you just leave me here? Why did you people come here with me? Archie looks at you. Uh, looks at so Archie looks at Vera and picks up Lavette. Okay, I starts, won't really resist. Starts following Vera okay. out the fucking yeah. window. Can, can Archie get out the window? Yeah. Actually, he's very dexterous. Yeah, he's very dexterous, and he can fly. So. Mm, yeah, that's true. We we should go probably go to the docks. Hit your ride on uh, one of the boats. Soul's waiting, like, at the ground with Mark looking up at Vera from the window. Alright, let's go. All right. How are we getting Karis out the window? She's still drunk. What? I assume uh, she followed, so... I don't uh, know. I was with Marcus, so I don't know if she would even go near me. Where? Where's everybody going? Hello? Wait, it is, wait, is she still there? Yeah, she's still in the bedroom. Karis is still in the room. Oh, okay. Oh, shit. Soul's just gonna, like, gesture that they're going towards the docks. I'm gonna... Uh, tell Archie to not leave Karis behind. I will grab Levette. Pass uh, me off. Yeah. Okay. Archival. Pass the gnome. And as Karis kind of like stumbles over to the window and gets picked up by Archie and set down to the ground. And, and that turns out okay. Yeah, Archie can't handle the weight very well, but luckily he's able to break. Like he's able to slow the descent enough that it doesn't hurt either of them. Wow. But he's not really designed talk. to lift things like that. Well, at this point, since we're already out, like, Levette's not completely fucking comatose or anything like that, so I'll pretty listlessly follow along wherever you drag me to. Right. So so we head to the uh, docks. All right, you guys head to the west, you get to the water, and you move along the water's edge down to the docks district. From here, you can charter a boat to take you to the mainland. How much for the boat? Passage is only a few silver a person. Okay, like so two... we'll just take care of all of it. All right, uh, two gold will cover, cover everyone. Okay. Now this is the boat with our cart? No. Uh, the, the cart, the cart is... will be at the other end. Oh, it's at the Once other end. Yeah, your cart's waiting yeah. for you in the city of Yugas. Oh. <laughs> Man. That was awesome, and also I am heartbroken. <laughs> that sucks. Dramatically fleeing the city is definitely way more interesting of an exit. But So from what we can tell, Lovette just, like, potentially messed up. Yeah. And uh, she died. I'm... From what you saw, Levette, like, dropped a piece, like, pu- tried to pull a piece out to flip it around, because it was inverted. Um, the piece slipped from the tiny tools that Levette was using and fell into some, op- like, into some of the cogs in the machine. It jammed, 
Levette tried to like pull it out very quickly, but the whole time Moira was like thrashing around and coughing. Levette was able to get it popped out and put back into place to resume function of the device. But at that point, Moira was already gone. Is what it appears. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what it looked it like. Is what it is. Yeah. yeah. All right. So you guys quickly tr- charter a boat and you take that boat off the island. So with nary a goodbye to anyone, you guys mm-hmm. flee the city because, you know, the mom is going to remember that you were all there. Like, suggestion doesn't uh, doesn't wipe memory. That's a different spell. That's a different spell. We can spell. come back then. So it means that... Which I can learn eventually! So that means that when the mother comes to and finds her daughter is dead, she's gonna blame you guys. So, shit's gonna get pretty bad for y'all in Whaler Cog in the future, I think. Wanted for murder doesn't sound too good, does it? So it didn't sound too good the first time. That's true. It's true. But that was like I can already see the Omoris family propaganda against you. So that you mm-hmm. you came back to finish the job, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh no. So, like Lavette couldn't leave well enough alone and couldn't just like put this poor kid into a coma, but she has to come back for the first time in years and you know finish the job and murder them. Which All right, is Levesque. pretty much how Levesque's looking at it right now. Yeah, right? It's it's fucked up. It's terrible. Woo! Go team! <laughs> you know, we've accomplished a lot this session, and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we did a lot of good, I think. Yeah. Death of an innocent? Yeah. This is well, why I tell Sivo we're not heroes. But more Should importantly, I... you guys are finally left the Isle of Steam. Thank <laughs> God. <laughs> I might drop the other image I made because it seems like it's not it's not going to come up then, or if it does come up, it'll be far enough in the future that I could f- make it look better. Okay, was it Moira recovered? Yes, that one. Oh no! Oh, it's so sad that we're never going to get to use this. We're literally going to come back to the Steam Isles eventually. I know, but but she's not she's going to not be dead anymore. We don't know. We don't know. I mean, you do. Uh, like okay, I, said, I will say this. By then, I you guys do have a you do have a trick up your sleeve. You have an ace, and that is you have an NPC traveling with you who is literally trying to learn how to conquer death. So I know, I know. That's useful. she's working on it. We have to go through the main storyline first. If, if Karis and I were close before, she's working on it. She's like, I know what to, I know how to do this. I know how to fix this shit. Except she's drunk currently. Yes, very drunk. She, well, more sober now. All those uh, adrenaline will thin that out pretty quick. How does she do on the ship, by the way? Karis? Yeah. Uh, it's not nearly as bad as flying. I'll say that. <laughs> but still kind of seasick? I'm, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and make a save for her. Uh, yeah, she, she's still seasick. Sorry. <laughs> she's still seasick. Does she still have, does she have any of the stuff I gave her? Oh, the ginger tea? Yeah. Yeah, she'll drink or, or, it. Yeah. It'll help. But she's still kind of... Sadly still, drinking. She still feels yeah. bad. <laughs> She'll, she'll, she'll drink it as she's throwing up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the journey across the, the, the strait here will take about one day. If anyone wants to do anything Marcus. while you're on the boat, let me know. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a survival check because Marcus, Marcus is not a fan of water. What's the survival check? He's rolling for... to see if he survives. <laughs> uh, sorry. I guess a uh, will save for if he throws up. Fortitude. Oh, no, fuck the fortitude. Be fortitude. Be fortitude. What's your constitution? I mean, it's probably high enough that you wouldn't even need to make that uh, roll. Like... Constitution 14 plus. Yeah, no, you're fine. You're not going to get seasick. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> I thought Marcus was. No, no. With weak constitution that tend to get seasick. Yeah, you you wouldn't get seasick at all. You'd be fine. It's not like you're even connected to this world in a way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the problems (sighs) with the body don't really bother you that much. Uh, Okay, so if anybody wants to do anything on the boat travel, let me know. Otherwise, I'm just going to go ahead and advance you a day. Cool beans. I think Sol's just watching Marcus the entire time. 
Alrighty. And the entire way back, <clears throat> the Lamette does not speak at all. Advance that day! Advance day. Yeah. It is now the 24th of November, the year 762, Third Era. You guys find yourself approaching the port city of Yugas. Uh, it is a small port. It is a trading port. Uh, it has a high population of gnomes and humans. And it is the you know primary juncture point for trade, overland trade, to go from the Steam Isle to the continent and vice versa. It is a relatively small town. Like, it's, it's not really huge. And it is sort of an independent country. It's an independent city-state, I should say, that mostly survives off of, uh, entirely survives off of the trade back and forth to the Steam Isle. So you, you can buy things or sell things here if you felt like it. Now, one thing you do notice is that when you arrive, there is a young stable boy looking person, like a young young boy, maybe the age of 12 or 13. And he's waiting at the docks. And as soon as he sees you, he approaches and says, Hey! Hi! You? Are, are you Soul? I am! Nice to meet you. Oh, it's nice to meet you. He gives you like a little like practiced bow. Oh! Uh, Adorable. Uh, we were told that you would be arriving any day now, so I've been spending the afternoons here waiting for ships to come in, and you're here finally. So come Thank with me. Thank you so much for doing that. Soul come with follows. me. We've been holding property for you in escrow. Hmm. So he, uh... I assume this is my carriage. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> I love him. <laughs> So he uh, he leads you over to some stables on the far side of town, and sure enough, there is your carriage. It looks like it's actually been cleaned recently, and Aww. your horses have been freshly brushed. Did you take care of them? He, he nods vigorously. Thank you so much. And Sol's gonna lean down and hand him... Oh, how much? Oh, a hundred gold pieces. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> okay. He, he looks at this vast fortune, and he doesn't even know how to respond. He actually faints. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> um, hmm. What, what, what did you do? I gave him money! Oh. I'll check his pulse. Why, why is he on the ground? He's alive. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm just like, all right, are tiny people just dying around us? What's up? <laughs> you check his pulse and he's alive, but he's, he's passed out. Like I he's... just thought he was adorable and wanted to pre- like reward him. I splash water on his face with he's great water. water. All right, he he wakes up and like rubs the water off his face. Oh, oh, what happened? I gave you money. <laughs> he looks at it again and just like holds up the amount of money in his hands, and he's just completely beside himself. And he's like, I'm sorry, do you, got, do you not like it? I gotta run tell mama. And he just runs. He just bolts away. He's gone. <laughs> okay. Well, this is, was this a uh, child? It was yeah, a child. It was like, it was like a 12-year-old. <laughs> so uh, go ahead and reduce He was your, a hardworking child. Go ahead and reduce your, your money by 100 gold pieces. I already did. Okay. And you're free to take your carriage and horses from here. Okay. I, I, guess, I guess we'll do that. <laughs> All right. Soul looks perplexed, but they're going to put Marcus in the seat that's closest to the front window. So just to put this in perspective, a good paying job in this world, like reasonable paying job, would pay about 12 gold a month. I'm helping. (laughs) This boy probably gets paid like a tip, like two copper pieces for this amount of work. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. He would have been paid maybe a silver coin, and that would have been considered like a generous tip. Mm -hmm. I was like, you could give like eight and that'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I should have just given him ninety because then that would have taken care of my odd number. That's why you hate the number nine. Yeah, but I would have gotten it out of my way at least. <laughs> Anyways, 
so yeah, I put Marcus in the seat closest to the front window. So I guess the Levette and Karis can sit together in the back. Of course, there's a chest for um, Skelly Bones. Skelly Bone Man guy. Alpha. Now, the question is, where has Alpha been this whole time? I don't know. <laughs> we put him in a chest in the Harpy's crate, and then I kind of forgot about him. Yeah. Karis Car- rubs a wine bottle, and he comes out. <laughs> <laughs> so, you guys have your carriage. You have your horses. You're in the town of Yugis. Where do you want to go? Home back to Ville. Alright. I-, I should just say back to Ville. It's it's not actually... It's not actually any of your homes, is it? No, except Karis. I mean, Vera? Vera. I just figured the church was your home. I mean, it's where I live now, technically. Okay. <laughs> the overland journey to the trade city of Zareth will take you 27 days from where you are currently. Yep. Good thing we have all these rations that we barely use because we hitched a ride with the harpies. Hell yeah. Woo! So, making your way to Zareth, anything you want to do along the way on this 27-day journey or just kind of like brood? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to roll some random encounter die. Uh, one for each day, and we're going to see yeah. how this ends up. Ogres. <laughs> uh, the ogres were more of a problem further north, but we'll see what you yeah. can turn into. It was above Zareth, like the bridge yeah. to Zareth or something. That was a lot of dice. That's a lot of dice. Yeah. You get hit by a meteor, you take 200 damage. <laughs> That's a lot of damage. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, you guys travel north, and you are just about to the bridge over the Rookmar River, and you guys encounter something on the road. If Biff is fucking here, I'm gonna hit him. No, it's not. It's three of them. No! He learned mirror image, too? How many days have passed since we left? It has been ten days. Okay. Oh, really? Okay. Well, then it's pretty close to that point. Which makes it December 4th. Oh, man. It's already winter. Oh, Sol. Sol has to be in their winter clothes now. You guys are traveling along the road, and on your way, I want you all to make a perception check. You got it. So this is the day 10 on the road. Everything is going pretty normal. Ugh, jeez, I'm rolling like shit. You're probably just like, at this point... Traveling's becoming old hat already, and you're kind of just bored of seeing scenery pass by slowly. I got a 19. Yep, so we got an 8 and an 18, so low rolls so far. Archie's at a 22. It's a little bit better. I don't really think Levette's paying any attention to stuff. Okay, that's fair. Okay, well, in that case, you kind of come up right on this wreck of a wagon. A map. It's a path. No, it's a map. It's a pathway with a a what in front of us? Uh, A broken wagon. Well, we're nowhere close to Weavers, so I don't fucking know. So you guys are currently, you're on your carriage, so you can do what you like if you just want to try to, like go off-road and go around it, that's fine. Just um, let me know what you'd like to do. But it appears to be a, a wagon that is current, that has been tipped over and there are boxes and crates strewn around, around other it. Other people? You don't, see it, you don't see any people, no. Mara, you want a wild shape again? Sure. Or whatever it's I called? Can... B-shape? Well, you guys, Buck shape? You guys are already, B-shape. Well, you guys are <laughs> yeah, wild very shape. perceptive and you're already pretty much right on top of it. Like, it's only about 60 feet away. Yeah. I just figured Vera could look inside of it. Okay. Well, we could just uh, walk up to it. Walk up to it? Okay, sure. I'll uh, get down from the cart and start walking to the downed cart. Cool, cool. Uh, If Archibald lets me know that the thing's there, I guess I'll go over to it as well. Okay. So in that case, uh, go ahead and move those who want to move. And Karis is going to bring Alpha, just in case. She's not going to take any chances. So this is on the uh, road? Yeah, this is on the road itself. 
Now, now that I'm closer, do I see anything at yeah, all? Yeah, you see something strange. The wagon looks really old, and it's broken up in a lot of places, and it looks like it's just been set down on its side. Um, the crates that are strewn around around it are all empty. Uh, can we do another? Hmm. Yeah, give me, yeah, give me another perception check. Bam. Okay, that's going to be good enough. So I'm going to go ahead and lock tokens here Oops. because Garvin Shortfellows just noticed the ambush that was lying in wait for you guys. Wow, Soul stayed with the carriage because <laughs> they were taking care of horses. Marcus yells out ambush. All right. I'm so- sorry, what? <laughs> oh, shit. In the dungeon! <laughs> I thought you all should know. <laughs> 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 for shame bravo, bravo. <laughs> all right bursting from some hiding places in some tall grass uh are three trolls uh two on the east side of the road and one on the west side of the road it appears that they had set a carriage like a wagon down and placed some boxes around it to make it look like some easy pickings or something to loot oh boy so we're gonna roll some initiatives garvin you have initiative. Would it be knowledge nature to know more about the trolls, essentially? One moment. Or I could just lore master it. But that wouldn't help me in, until your turn, though. Is that really considered an action and not, like, a free action? Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah? It's, it's a non-action. Can, cool. Yeah. Can I use that to find out about trolls? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can make what's called a monster lore check. Monster lore check, please. Mm-hmm. Well, bam. Yeah. So, lore master, you rolled a 20. Um, so you're <laughs> gonna automatically pass, probably. Let's see. So, yeah, a note gets passed to you from off screen, and it says, Trolls! Trolls are scary. <laughs> trolls are giants. They're the they're one of the most lesser giants, and they're also one of the dumbest types of giants. However, they're very dangerous because they possess something most other giants don't have, which is a very strong regeneration ability. In fact... They regenerate all the time, even when you think you've killed them. Because you rolled it, use your lore master, you pretty much know everything about a troll, including how to kill one. And that is by applying, by applying acid or fire to it. It's the only way to finish one off. So Got you have it. To, you have to stop its regeneration through burning it with acid or fire. You also know that they're very big and strong, but that's pretty much of all giants are like that. Okay. There you go. So, so Soul, so by the that. cart, <laughs> literally yells out, you have to burn it if you want to kill it. Garvin, you have hit it really hard and then burn it. You got or it. Acid it. Unfortunately, I don't have any sort of fire. All I have is uh, daybreak arrow. Uh, I have a bunch of fire and acid things. Good. <laughs> I'm going to add iron skin on myself. Okay. So you throw iron skin on yourself. Yay. You have a move action left. All right, you're making a 10-foot move to your west. So you're standing next to Archie and Levette. Archie, it is yes. your turn. All right. Archibald is going to go around Levette and, you know, try and protect her. Okay. When you make your attacks, roll them against mm-hmm. the flat-footed AC of those trolls, please. That is a total of a 23 to hit. Okay, 23 will hit against the flat-footed AC of a troll. You deal 15 like damage 15. to the troll. It is now wounded. First troll is going to make its move. It's going to move over 15 feet to the west, and it is going to make a bite attack at Vera. Oof. That is going to hit, and it's going to deal six points of damage. Ouch. The next troll is going to move down and attack Karis, and it actually manages to roll so poorly that it misses, even though Karis has a tremendously bad armor class. Hmm. Wow. And this troll is going to make a full attack against Archie. Claw, claw, bite. All three attacks miss. 
Nice. Nice. Love it. All right. <laughs> well, things are going pretty well as they are, so I'm going to cast Old Strength on an Archibald. All right. And I think I'm going to stay where I am because this honestly seems like the... Well, no, never mind. I'm not standing next to Marcus. I'll stand over there. All right. Move 10 feet to your west. Well, that has definitely been sitting, I guess I should mention, like never next to Marcus. Noted. And it's going to take us to Vera. All right. So I'm going to activate Mellifera's Boon. Okay. All right. You shift form into a horrid bee creature. <laughs> it's disgusting. It's beautiful. Uh-huh. Bee beautiful. You're the only one allowed to say that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is going to give you a poison sting attack, give you plus four natural AC, and a 40-foot flight speed for three hours. All right, I'm going to fly up uh, five feet, and I'm going to activate Fecund Familiar. All right. Get them bees up! Get a Hummel out here, and I believe that's all I can do on my turn. All right. Soul! Immy! I'm very far away. Yeah? Okay, so we're going to do a good old inspire. Oh, wait, I did it wrong. There we go. And Bam. I hit everyone. Yep. I did it. <laughs> you did it. You have a move action left. Uh, yeah. How far away? Um, no, I- I'll stay here. All right. This is a good distance. I'm a distance fighter. All right, Hummel. All right. So Hummel's going to surround the uh, troll number one that's by the cart. Okay. There we go. And what is his swarm damage? His swarm damage is 2d6. Okay, good. Because I am now level six stormmonger. Excellent. Go ahead with your 2d6, please. Nice! Next damage! 12! Troll troll 1 takes 12 points of damage. And also uh, must roll a DC 17 fortitude, I believe, or be sickened for 1d6 rounds. All right. Pass. Okay. Darn. A good roll. That was awesome. that's awesome. All right. Lucky. Alpha. He's going to make a five foot step forward. And oh, look at that. I have no attacks built for Alpha. Useless. (laughs) (laughs) The troll eats him. (laughs) Mmm, bones. Okay, so in that case, uh, Alpha is going to make an attack against the troll, but it's going to, it appears to be mostly ineffective. He pulls his longsword and swings at the troll, but you don't really see any damage being done. Weird. Useless. So, Karis is standing there, uh, like, next to this troll that's way bigger than her. Karis is going to attempt to cast a spell. Okay. Now, the problem with that is, is that's going to provoke an attack of opportunity from the troll. Jesus Christ. So the troll is going to make a attack here. Okay. So the troll is actually going to reach out and grab Karis and make a grapple attempt after hitting. So first I'm going to roll a damage. Well, and that's how we lost our necromancer. <laughs> and then I'm going to roll the base attack or the combat maneuver bonus. So this this troll like reaches out and slashes, cuts Karis and like picks her up off the ground. And it looks like he's moving her in to take, like, a killing bite. Basically bite her head off, essentially. That's its, that's its turn, so its turn's over. Uh, Jesus! Oh, my. Garvin, you're up. <laughs> oh, oh, boy! Karis! <laughs> oh, boy! Honestly, she's probably okay, because he made a big mistake. <laughs> all right, Garvin, what are you doing? Channel energy. Okay, make sure to target all allies, and then hit that effect, and move action. I'm happy here. Okay, and then just make sure to check off one use of channel. All right. Well, that's going to take us out of Archie. Archie, what are you doing? Uh, he's going to keep doing what he does, uh, and he's going to punch the shit out of this guy. All right. That's a 17 and a 16. All right. Both attacks are going to hit. Wow. Yay! Okay. Well, <laughs> Good job, we've officially... Archie. All right, okay. So that is uh, 20 from the first hit and 23 from the second hit. Yep. Jeez. Jeez. All right. The troll is Red. now heavily wounded. All right. 
Good job, Archie. Troll one is going to make a full attack against Vera. All right. It looks like of these, only the first claw attack hits Vera. You're going to take 10 points of damage. Troll two is going to make a combat maneuver against Karis and succeed. And he's going to take a bite out of her. So going to roll oh. damage on Karis, right? Karis takes seven more damage from a bite, but it's still alive. Oh, yeah. All right. Troll three is going to make a full attack against Archie. One of them is a critical hit. Shoot. Yikes. So we've got an auto hit, a miss, a hit. So I'm going to roll the critical hit first. That was his claw attack. 21 damage to Archie. And then also his other claw hit as well. So here's a single claw damage here. Max damage. All right. Another 11 to Archie. Archie has now taken 32 damage. He has 20 HP left. All right. That's the end of of Troll 3's turn. Takes us to Levette. All right. Well, I guess what I'm going to do is heal our troll. Okay. I think. Mm, Although Mage Armor would be really helpful. All right. I think it was lucky that he hit. Yeah, I'm going to go with Mage Armor. Yeah. So one one thing that I did miss last time that I will not miss this time is that you are mm-hmm. within striking distance of that troll. Mm-hmm. So this would provoke. Oh, it will. Okay. Yeah. If, You're within the reach if I move, will it as well? Uh, if you five foot step and then cast, it would not. However, okay. then you... I don't know if you'd be able to cast Mage Armor on Archie. I, can, I assume you can, right? Because he, he has an ability that lets me do that, yeah. Share spell ability? Okay. So we'll just yes. five foot you back here and have you do it that way. Well, in my turn. All right, Vera, you're up. You are five feet off the ground in B form. All right, if I move, am I able to get away without getting attack of opportunity? Only if you five foot step or make a withdraw action. Hmm. And a withdraw action is a full round action. Okay. All right, I'll stay here for now. I will uh, activate my scythe and just swipe at the troll's arms. Okay. Now you can make a full attack and use your poison sting as well. Yes, I will do that. Okay. I got 23. Excellent. That's a hit. Go ahead with your poison sting as well. Ten. Okay. So right. Malifera's sting is going to hit. Go ahead and roll damage on that. Zoom. 2d4 plus that's 7, which is 10 after your bonuses. So that's very that's 16. Good. Yeah. 16 damage to troll one, and it's still up and wounded. Soul, you're up. Let's see. All right. I'm going to activate my point blank shot. Wonderful. And... uh. Try to hit this troll. Uh, go ahead and apply Symphonia's Wit damage onto that troll. Uh, you got it. That's a eight. All right, you deal eight damage to the troll. Hummel, roll two d six. All right, that nice, is an eleven. Nice, an eleven. All right, troll one takes eleven damage. All right, man of the fortitude save, which he passes. Trolls have right. very, Darn. very high fortitude saves, by the way. Just in case you were curious, it seems like it. Yeah. I mean, I would know that because I I'm... know every. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense for something that like lives in really dirty places, places. and have like incredible re- regenerative powers. All right, so Alpha is going to once again make a swing at Troll Two, and it's going to be largely ineffective. What the fuck is he good for? All right, so Karis, yeah. Karis at this point is going to do something a little bit odd. Rather than attempt to cast a spell or attempt to like struggle or fight. Uh, you see Karis just, like, grab onto this troll's arm with both hands and just, like, yeah. concentrate. And that's her turn. Garbin Shortfellows, a.k.a. Question Marcus. You have initiative. Would I notice what she's doing? I mean, if you wanted to, sure. <clears throat> You're not really sure what she's doing exactly. Doesn't look like she's casting a spell. Doesn't even look like she's struggling that much. So maybe she's being crushed. You don't know. So Karis is grappled. So if I tried to use a sling staff, that would be probably bad, right? No, there's no penalty. Oh, yeah, why don't I... I mean, do you, do you have precise shot yet? No. No. So, I mean, it's still... Can, like, I, 
Yeah, since it's still like a melee, and basically you're probably still going to take the minus four penalty. But can I charge and them with punch? Oh, is like a melee attack? Yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna go ahead and apply the charge bonus to your character. Go ahead and make it a melee sling staff attack. Drop that on the Oh no! Okay, so that's a net one. Uh, go ahead and roll another. <laughs> go ahead and roll awesome. another attack, and let's see if that confirms. Okay, you don't confirm. So that just misses. Okay. Archie. Bowser's. Swing and a miss. Slightly disappointed that that didn't uh, critically fail. Yeah, I am. I'm funny too. I gotta tell you right now. Okay, Screwy, I love you. You're awesome. Right now, I do have it out for Marcus a little bit. Because I'm like, oh boy. (laughs) Why should I change for Marcus? He just tries to help wherever he goes. What do you mean, why? Marcus tries to help wherever he goes, no matter what. Marcus is a helper. Uh, 17 and 20, do those hit? Both attacks hit. Cool. Uh, That is 23 from the first hit. Keep going. And 18 from the second hit. Okay. Troll 3 falls to the ground. Troll 1's turn. Troll 1 is going to make a full attack against Vera. Claw hits and bite hits. Jeez. Right, you take 9 damage from the claw and 9 damage from the bite. Troll 2 is going to take a knee and sort of like tries to set Karis down but he isn't quite able to let go. It's almost like his hand isn't working, and he's going to start roaring, and you don't really know what's going on over there. Troll 3, on the other hand, is going to lie there on the ground and do nothing. All right. Um, so... Or do you have fire attacks with that? No. I'm going to go over to Archie again and take a torch and the flint and out of his inventory. Uh, I guess that's all I can do then. Right. Or am I able to light it? Uh, no, you can just take that from this turn. So you take a flint okay. steel and a torch. Alright, that's gonna be Vera's turn. Alright, I'm gonna fly up five feet. Okay, you're not ten feet off the ground. Am I uh, out of the way of the troll? No, no, it's right. you're now about eye level with it. They're giants, hmm. remember? Oh, wait, they're giant? Oh, yeah, yes. Yeah, they're giants. So they're about about between nine and twelve feet tall. Trolls typically are. They're big. They're very strong. They hit things, bite things, and eat people. Can I also move left, or will I get attacked? If, uh, if you move more than five feet, you'd provoke. Okay. In that case, I'm going to, instead of going up, I'm going to move uh, back five feet. Okay, you move back five feet. And I'll cast a husk spear okay. uh, through the down troll. Ooh, it does acid damage. Yep. Oh, Favored cool. Favored by iris and the potential is... Okay, so he gets a reflex save, which he automatically fails because he's down. So this is actually just a automatic hit. So that's cool. Right. So he uh, he auto-fails his reflex save because he's downed, and he's going to take 2d6 piercing and 2d6 acid. So the 2d6 piercing is going to be unimportant, but as soon as he takes one point of acid damage, he dies. Okay. Yeah. All right. And then just go ahead and burn... Husk spear. Uh, yeah, gun burn that. And I do not like saying husk spear. Yeah, it's not easy to say, is it? It's really hard for me. Do you want to? You can rename the spell if you want. I'll I'll think of a cooler, edgier name, or just at least something that (laughs) rolls off the tongue a bit easier. Yeah. So thought it was supposed to be like a beehive husk. Yeah, it is. It's just part of the spear part that I think is the hard. Oh, the spear part, like husk lands, husk spear. Because I keep on saying husk sphere instead. Yeah, you throw it right. No, it comes out from the ground. Uh, I don't know what Harris is doing. So. I can go 30. That's not in reaching range of that troll, right? No, that is not. Can I hit the troll from the troll number 1 from here with your Symphonia's wit? Yes. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to hit that guy. Ooh, that was a 25. And that's a hit. 
Trolls, like Yay! I said, are, trolls are very easy to hit. Cool. That's a nine damage for me. Nice. All right. Let's say it takes the Hummel. Go ahead and roll 2d6. All right. Five so boy. Five damage. He's so close to dying. <laughs> uh, Alpha's going to swing again and do not much of anything. Uh, at this point, Karis is going to uh, just continue doing whatever it is that she's doing to the troll. The troll like starts to convulse and just vomits an incredible amount of blood on the ground. Jesus. All right. Garvin Shortfellows, you're up. Oh, <laughs> uh, these robes were clean. Oh, they're not on you. <laughs> He's vomiting like directly into the ground. Like he's already like on his knee. Like he's taking a knee, and he's sort of like has his head like pointed to the ground, and he's just like shooting up jets of blood. You strike. Go ahead and roll damage. Right. Control takes eight points of damage from your sling staff. Push us <laughs> on to Archibald. Archie, Archie. Um, I think I'm gonna have him charge. Move up to that guy and punch him. You got it. That was a seventeen. Oh, I guess. There's not enough space on my screen for all the sheets I need. <laughs> okay, that's a hit. Go ahead with damage whenever you're that ready. That is a hit. Holy feck. Yeah, really deep. low AC, guys. Yeah, trolls yeah. are big and not very armored. Ooh, 22. 22. Points 22 points of damage and he's still up. What? Trolls are meaty. Right. Trolls are very meaty. Meat boy. All right, trolls up. He is going to full attack Archie. Uh-oh. All right, that is going to be a miss, a miss, and a hit on a claw attack. 26. Boom. Nine damage to Archibald. Troll two. All right, troll two is going to continue to try to, like, break away from Karis, but he's unable to. He goes from being on his knee. He just completely collapses onto the ground now. So he's, like, basically prone at this point. And his arm is still, like... Wrapped around Karis's middle, his hand is still rather cl- clasped around Karis's middle, and he can't let go. And that is his turn. Levet. All right, I was going to light this torch, but honestly, given recent developments, uh, I think I might want to heal Archibald first. Yeah, Archie's taking a bit of a punch here. I figure has can... he's uh, looking like eleven HP left. Yeah, but I haven't gotten hit, I think yet, so I'm not too worried about that because. That means he's fine. Yeah, you can suck a lot of damage. So I'm going to uh, light the torch. Does it, so what does lighting the torch consist of? What kind of action is that? Uh, I believe it's a standard action to light a torch. Okay. Which is pretty good um, if you think about it. And although he is taking... Eh, fuck it. Yeah. I'll come over here uh, Yeah, with my torch lit. Wait for him to finish this guy off. I realize I'm in reach of him there, but... I don't know. All right, you move up 20 feet. And then I will play it in my turn, yeah. All righty. Vera? All right, I'm going to fly uh, past the past troll one and just take my scythe and swipe right through him. Okay, that's going to hit. You fly through him with your scythe, and the damage is going to be enough to drop him to the ground, so we'll just put you over here. All right, uh, that's going to take us to soul. Hit everybody with that. Bam. Everybody gets courage. You get a courage. You get a courage. The cowardly dog. Karis is going to finish whatever it was she was doing. Um, And the troll, which now appears to be bleeding from every orifice of its body, its its eyes, ears, um, where its fingernails and toenails grow. But mostly its butt. There's, yeah, around its, yeah, everywhere. Every, any orifice in its body is now bleeding. And you're also noticing lesions appear on the skin that are also weeping blood. And Dude, I'm uh, really curious if he can out-regenerate her shit and, or And at not. this point, it's it's just, like, on the ground and it's just, like, shuddering. Soul looks, like, really disturbed by this. I'm standing right here. Marcus. I say, 
Uh, I say to Karis, uh, Karis, can you just finish him off? He's in, it looks like a tremendous pain. She just has like this really angry look on her face right now. Is that really the concern right now? Um, to me, I, I'm a chaotic good. This is... <laughs> what, what does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> that is not a conversation you have in real life. <laughs> Well, that, yeah, I, that's not debatable. Important. Shut up, guys. <laughs> I mean, nerds will say that, but yeah, because we're nerds. Fucking I mean, nerd. Kind of <laughs> I may be a soul-sucking entity, but this looks evil. Soul um, looks really, really concerned of all of it, mostly. Then take care of it. Just put it out of its misery, Marcus. Yeah. Um, I don't really think there's much Karis can do right now. Okay, roll again to confirm, please. 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 Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that feels so good. Oh, my God. No, she so, crit failed so, on a dead guy. So technically... Lovette is finally not the only okay. person crit failed. So, y- yes, you rolled a 15, and yes, it's AC with 16. However, he's prone, so he gets a penalty. So that does not critically miss. I'm sorry. Oh. Uh, what would have been the... Oh. I, I kind of want to know. What would have been the, the, the car... You'd have to pull the card. All right, let me pull this card. I just want to see what would have been the card. Man, like if you'd broke your staff on a dead guy, that would have been hilarious. Oh, so sad. His robes just burst off of him. The target would have gained possession of your weapon. Oh, my God. Oh, Oh, no. It just gets jabbed in one of the sores and you lose. (laughs) (laughs) Archie. Can I... Honestly, Archibald's probably just going to hang out over this dude and, like, if he moves again, knock him down. All right, lit. All right, I'm going to take my lit torch. I'm going to climb up onto this troll. Okay. I'm going to shove the torch in his mouth. Okay, just troll stomp one, it in there. Troll one dies. And then Levette falls, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, he doesn't just vanish. He doesn't cease to exist. He just. He does! In my book, he does! All right. <laughs> Vera? All right, I'm going to move uh, fly over 15 feet towards the second troll yep. that's attacking Karis. Yep. And I'm going to use a husk spear. Oh, husk the, time! Stealing the kill from Karis. What an asshole. All right. All right. What do I have to roll? Nothing. That. Just burn the spell. Just burn the spell. Oh. Hit the okay. check mark. It, 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 it's going to die. I mean, all it needs to take is one uh, point of acid damage. I like rolling dice. <laughs> I know. You choose to physically do it while I just double click on everything so I don't mess up. Oh. Well, well, like the intensity makes me like imagine like what's happening then. Okay, that's why. You that's why I don't roll them. Husk spear, <laughs> and it finishes it off. I never actually let go. I'm like, no. When it burns from the acid and starts to just like collapse and crumble into dust, Karis finally lets go of its arm. Just, well, that could have gone smoother. She looks pissed. Are well, you all right? Pissed too. For what it's worth. Sol goes back to the cart. Without saying anything. Alright, I'm gonna fix up Archie. Uh, Karis expends four charges of channel energy and heals the entire party to full. Okay. Much better. Soul was full healed the whole time, so... Un- unlocking tokens. <laughs> Shrug. His soul feels very full. Well, let's uh, ah. get back into the uh, cart before more come over. Agreed. Karis still says move- nothing. <laughs> Karis, come to the cart. Alright, she, she follows. She's just... Uh, Beardy, can I borrow you in the other room for a second? Yeah, of course. Our party has more goth kids than my school did. 
I know, right? It's messed up. Memories of of Moira. Uh, I feel like it wouldn't be all at once. It would be like right. It's a trickle they, as you digest. Yeah. So you guys kill the three trolls. You search the wreckage of that other area of the cart. There's nothing there. It looks like it was just a trap bait, basically. And it happens. Party is uh, pretty much to the Rookmar River, basically. So. We beat the shit out of trolls, and we are heading up north towards Zareth, right? That is correct. You guys are heading north on the road toward the trade city of Zareth. Wow, how do you know that? And it is... I was looking at my map. Loremaster. Yeah, Loremaster. (laughs) It is currently December 4th, a Tuesday. It is December. Oh, God. I'll start wearing my hat. And, of course, Sol is also in their winter garb, which I illustrated for y'all recently. Yeah. Mara's not, and it's cold. <laughs> you have shorts and a tank top on, pretty much. Basically. With a hood. Yes. The hood is your warmest part. Luckily, I have endurance, so. <laughs> Anyways, I'm ready to get Shrek, because apparently there be some ogres in this area. <laughs> You've been waiting to say that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh man. You'd really better check yourself. Before you no, Shrek yourself? Don't, don't. <laughs> <laughs> the B ones. What are you doing? <laughs> Shrek is live. Shrek is live. <laughs> so that's uh, let's see. That's some damage to Vera. <laughs> if they oh, ask no. us what we're doing in their swamp, I will be mad. Wait, does Soul get damage? I should. I was really bad. Soul's is far worse than mine. All right, we we'll give Soul <laughs> far more damage. Nice. We'll do 18 damage. That sounds about right. That was some good old soul music I did right there. The the stakes are high right now. All right, 20 damage. (laughs) So, yeah. Is there anything else you guys want to do on the day, uh, the same day where you kick the shit out of those trolls? I will go up to Karis before we head out and Mm -hmm. just ask, are you okay? She kind of looks sort of, like, withdrawn a little bit, and she's like, I'm, I'm not really sure. I don't know what came over me. I, what? I, I guess I just, I felt like I was gonna die, and I just, I felt this, this energy kind of building up in me. What spell were you using? I did, wasn't. It's no medicalis. You did what you had to. Uh, soul kind of skips over. Was it your sis? I don't think so. Huh. Uh, she's um, uh. she's kind of quiet right now, actually. That's unusual. Yeah, I'm not really sure. She kind of looks confused and sort of stares at the ground. Well, whatever you did, it uh, it seems to work uh, rather well. Yeah, yeah, it did. Marcus has a big judgy McJudger face on his on him. And what was the deal with you, Marcus? She was trying to survive, and you thought it was wrong to take care of the troll. Um. There's killing something, and then there's essentially making it writhe in pain the entire way to death. It was death either way. I maybe a... I... I y'all think I... Kelly and that on this. Marcus feels a very big double standard going on around here. So does Karis, I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) You guys are in the same boat, but so far away. Um, Marcus... Yes... Maybe we should just let everything that just happened today just simmer, and we can talk about it another time where we're not, you know. Let's put a pin in that for right now. Yeah. 
Onto the road. <laughs> All right. Marcus, Marcus, look at Karis and does the two finger watching you. Karis scowls at you. I'm just kind of staring at Marcus while this is going on, too. Just as an aside from, from DM to player, <clears throat> if you're playing an undead, maybe don't fuck with a necromancer. <laughs> just, just, as, just, as, just a thing. Maybe and this don't. is how we lost Marcus. No, but do, because that's do, fucking don't do fantastic. That. Don't fuck with a person whose spell list is specifically tailored to fuck with undead. Maybe not a great idea. Why would you say this, Beardy? Well, I want to watch it play out. All right, fine. <laughs> I, I retract my advice. <laughs> oh, hold on. Strike that from the record. Striking it from the record. It is so struck. Anything else you want to do AF. once the group reloads into the caravan? Once you load back into the wagon? Sol gives Marcus a ruffle hair like pet, and but just seems to look a little more concerned at him. Then, like, normally they're, like, smiling at him and stuff, but they just look concerned when they pet him. And then they go back to the front, to the cart, to guide the horses with Vera like normal. Marcus takes a couple very large, deep breaths and just... (laughs) Bullshit. And I guess we're back on our way towards Zareth. All right. Yep. So if nothing else crazy today, I'm going to go ahead and start rolling some encounter die. Yeah. So on Tuesday, the 11th of December... Uh, I put a new X on the map. You have found another thing on the road. What you find is uh, another trade caravan. Is this one knocked over too? No, this one's uh, three wagons, and they're currently traveling south. Can I do a perception to see what kind of people they are? Yeah, absolutely. So I rolled a 17, so in total that's a 29 for me. All right, you have found yourself a caravan of traders. Uh, They appear to be human, at least the ones you see, and they're traveling south. As they get a little closer, you can see the driver of the lead wagon is holding his arm up and giving you guys, like, a friendly wave. Oh, I went back, totally. Um, do I see any sort of, like, religious symbolism on them or anything? No, the wagons are covered, and they're striped white and green. White like and a, green. a white band, a green band, and a white band. Would uh, I know any yeah, sort of... Yeah, you can make, like, a knowledge local check... If you want. <laughs> or you know what I could do? You could just drop that lore master. I lore master that you shit. You could just lore master that shit. Cause you know, it's, How right? about I lore master that shit? Okay. I did it. Yes. Yes, you did. Isn't it great having a bard? <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. You recognize the color scheme as a trade caravan group known as the Jolly Road Traders. Okay. And since you used lore master, you got a perfect check on them. So you already know the driver of that front caravan. Oh. Mm-hmm. And who is this person? That is a man by the name of Fifth Sneeg. Fifth Sneeg? First name Fifth, F-I-F. Last name Sneeg, S-N-E-E-G. Fifth Sneeg. Okay. <laughs> Since you rolled Loremaster and know literally everything you possibly can about this with your... Uh, actually, give me a knowledge local check so I know what your bonus is. Okay. Because uh, that way I can figure out exactly how much of this guy's life you already know. A plus four. That's a okay. plus four. So you got a 24. So you that's pretty much all you know. You know it's ran by a guy named Fifth Sneak, and it's called the Jolly Road Traders. Sneak. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I so, will call him by his name, don't worry. Anyways. I do feel bad for him. Soul kind of like waves at him and is just like, Hi, Fifth! How are you? Wow! That's not often somebody knows my name! Oh god. <laughs> Dude, it's the fucking librarian. 
Yeah, of course I know who you are. He pulls are back. You? He pulls back on the reins. Whoa, horses! Everybody, stop! And then all the the two wagons behind him also stop. Well, uh, I am afraid you got me at a disadvantage. To who do I have the pleasure of speaking? Oh shit! Jolivet. Uh, pleasure to meet you, Lovet. Pleasure is all mine. What brings you out mine? the uh, these ways? Uh, plating clock-clock machinery, although uh, my stock is currently out. I'm actually going to strike a deal in CCT. Ah, well, be careful. They're a bit cutthroat there, if you get my drift. Ha-ha! <laughs> yeah, I know cutthroat. And what about you, my dear? He's looking at Vera. There's nothing you need to know about me. Oh, well. Oh. All right. Hired help, then? Sure. No, she's my best friend, silly. Oh, and who would you be, then? <laughs> Uh, Marcus feels a little hurt. Well, I'm trying to save you. (laughs) Liana, my name is Liana. How are you? Well, hello, Liana. The name's Fifth. Fifth Sneak. But I think you already knew that. I I sure did. Didn't realize I was famous. I know a lot of things. (laughs) Neither deny nor affirm that he could be famous. Hmm. Well. Would Would I know if he's famous? Yeah, he's not. Okay. No. All right. Not really, but... You know, Loremaster is nice like that. You you yeah. heard a thing or two from a person, you know, at one point in time. I am aware of all and yet nothing. <laughs> Welcome to life as a bard. <laughs> <laughs> well, what has he going down south? Oh, you know, just the old trade route. Going from Zareth down, visiting the Steam Isle by way of the, the ferry from Yugis. Hmm. Traveled it many a dozen times already, and, uh... Sure, I'll travel it many a dozen times again. Just uh, be careful. There's some nasty stuff on this road sometimes. Oh, like trolls? We've killed some before. Mm-hmm. Trolls, for sure. But you also have to watch out. Here there's a particularly nasty band of ogres just north of Zareth. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> hmm. I'm sure we can handle it. Yeah. I mean, and they left I'm me sure alone. I can figure out easy ways to... Get rid of them. I'm pretty good at just knowing stuff, you know? Well, that's, that's got to be a handy skill to have out these parts. There is. <laughs> this far from proper civilization. Well, we're actually heading up north towards Ville, so... Ah, lovely area, that. Lots hmm. of folks with lots of money. Good place oh. to get raw materials, I'll say. Soul kind of like looks over at Lovett and just kind of shrugs and is like, might be the best... Place to find more things for things. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to back. Uh, what would you be happening to trade to the Steam Isles, anyways? Oh, well, uh, I was just, uh, went from Ville down to Zareth with a boatload of timber and iron ore. So, Zareth, well, there I traded most of the ore away with a large amount of dried fish and furs that I'm going to bring down to Yugis. And uh, probably make a pretty fair profit on that. You can't get very good pelts down in the Steam Isles these days. Well, yes, you can. Hmm. Well, that's cool. Does anyone need um, steam pelts or anything? Uh, no. <laughs> I think so, certainly. So, um, if you, when you get to the Steam Isles, gnomes can be a bit of a jealous bunch. It may be better for your business if you don't mention meeting me. Oh, well. Or any of us. Or any of us. 
Say no more, say no more. He, he like taps the side of his nose. I've been around the block once or two. Twice. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. you know. It, it's safer for everyone. Sure is. Everyone. Sure is. He gives you like a really over-exaggerated wink. Ugh. Well, yeah, if there's uh, nothing more you need. Nope, just saying hi along the trail. Well, safe roads to you. Thank you, you too. He, uh, he gives and you a friendly wave as his three wagons go by. Soul waves back. And then turns to Vera and then like gestures to continue our four horses. <laughs> wow. <laughs> punches the horses. Yep. <laughs> Vera punches the horses. Fuck you guys. Come on. But, but only but only uh Soul's horse. Not not <laughs> Why would you hit rain? <laughs> That's like physically impossible. I have very long arms. <laughs> it's true. I love this this relationship where ourselves like we're best friends, and so everyone's like, "Fuck your horse." Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we keep continuing towards Zareth, I guess. Yes, indeed. All right, let me roll some more dice here. Oh, lovely! So That's you guys good. make it to just outside well, the city. Good. It's only good just enough for it to be worrying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh man, this makes it the solstice. It is the 21st of December. Oh, is that like the holiday? Mm-hmm. It's the winter solstice. Oh, fuck. Uh, shit. I was gonna make a thing. I didn't realize that we had so little time. So you guys arrive at Zareth right at the winter solstice. So you get to be here for the festivities. Yay! Soul looks a little sad. So here is the map of Zareth. To our audio listener... There is uh, multiple burrows here. You have the the about half the city in a horseshoe shape, starting from the southwest to the northeast, uh, along the outside of the town, running to the west, northwest, and north, is a single area of slums known as the Rough Burrow. There is an area along the lake in the southeast of the city known as the Docks Ward. There is an area of slightly less nasty slums in the northeast known as the Sprawl. And the center of town is known as the Old District, which is the only part that has decent buildings in it. Give me a knowledge, geography, or local check. Floormaster. This is the trade city of Zareth. It is an independent trade city. It sits outside the power and authority of any other major nation or state. So it exists as really as a city-state in itself. And because of that, the governance here is a little bit funky. There's no king. There's really not even a lord mayor or anything like that. The nobility here isn't really even nobility. The people kind of like elect a representative to lead them, which is really, really insane, right? Backwards fucking primitive Neanderthal garbage is that. Exactly. It is some backwards tribal bullshit. So these people are not to be trusted. They don't even have a proper understanding of the hierarchy and like importance of people's birth and blood statuses. So they're, my God, I I can barely explain these guys without getting flustered. I'm sorry. Uh... (laughs) Oh, shit. It sounds pretty great to live, actually. That sounds fantastic. (laughs) But the the whole place is kind of an anarchist commune, almost. It's some some weird shit. What's Uh, my anarchy symbol? (laughs) It's it's also, uh, just based on the way it looks, the city is poor as fuck. It looks like there's rampant crime. Just from looking Mm. at the city, it just looks downtrodden. If you could describe it in one word, it'd be downtrodden. God help the outcasts. So, 
However, you guys got here on a very special day. You got here in the winter solstice. The winter solstice is a time of family and reflection of the year past. It's also a time where it's typical and expected, culturally speaking, of pretty much everybody that's had contact with each other, because most cultures tend to adopt it after meeting a group that had. There's sort of an idea of gift exchanges typically happen on the solstice. Like, it's, it's um, very normal for, uh, for a person to give a gift to all of their close friends or family on the winter solstice. So, that's a, a cultural norm in this world. I apologize for not bringing it up here, but you guys were on the road, so I didn't figure you would have much time to do anything anyway. So, We're all, that. I think, slightly familiar with the concept anyway. Are you? Okay. Maybe. Okay. I think it was more just, it just kind of came up really fast. Even though we saw, like, how long it took, it was like, oh, hey, it's here already. Yeah. And souls just fucking counting on their fingers. It's like, the month is almost over. Mm-hmm. And we're three months away from their wedding. Yeah, it's pretty scary. So, Sol probably used to enjoy the festivities. Mm-hmm. Huh. This is technically their first year away from home for this, I think. The first time they've been cognizant of it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, not technically. Technically, <laughs> it's the second year. Technically, yeah, but they didn't know that they were gone a whole year. They They weren't part of that year. Right. In practical terms, it is the first yeah. year away from home. Yeah. So. So that is on your mind as you're riding toward this town. As you're moving closer and closer to town, you see a group of about 25 or so people on the road ahead of you. Okay. They're wearing undyed linen cloaks. All of them are wearing the same color. Like it's sort of like this gray undyed linen color. Okay. One of them in the lead like raises his arm to stop you guys. Okay. We, uh, slow down? Halt there. Hello there. (laughs) Hello there? Well met. The name's Ibram Notsk. Okay. You seem to be, uh, travelers coming to town, are you? Well, mostly going through town. We're mostly heading towards Ville. Ah, yeah, just passing through then. Yep. He, He gestures, like, with a thumb over his shoulder to the other 24 or so people behind him. We're, uh, we're town watch. You know, we're here to make sure things are safe. Uh-huh. You, uh, you all seem pretty heavily armed. I mean, I don't know. They're trolls on the road. Gotta be safe. <laughs> I suppose that's true. I suppose that's true. But, uh, you understand that we want to take precautions, right? No, I don't understand. What? Can you just tell me what's going on? Well, uh, to be quite honest, we have some rules and regulations to see for people to enter town. We don't just let anybody Soul. in here, you know. Soul raises their eyebrows. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It's quite true. So, uh, you wouldn't mind submitting to a full inspection, would you? Soul, like, instinctively, like, crosses their arms above their chest. Inspection? Mm-hmm. Gotta make sure you don't have any illicit goods. Can't have you bring in anything in here that'll damage the piece. Okay, but does that involve touching anyone? Well, it depends on if we have probable cause, hmm? Why wouldn't you want to be touched? You, uh, you hiding Listen, something? no, I'm just saying it'll be far worse for you than us. He kind of like, wait, he kind of like raises wait, his wait, eyebrows. Wait. Is that a threat? There's murmurs. No, that's There's brutal the, the people behind them are murmuring. I mean, yeah. fine, go for it. Town watch doesn't take kindly to threats. Oh, I just want to pass through. We can literally go around your town, too. <laughs> 
Hmm? <laughs> well, you're welcome to do that, but it's a long way to Ville from here. I imagine you don't have all that many supplies. Be a shame if Are you got you all. Are you threatening me? I'm just saying it'd be a shame if you got all hungry along the way. So you might want to come on into town. And the oh, best that won't be a problem. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that won't be. A- Soul is like totally <laughs> stubborn right now. You're right. That won't be a problem. Vera, tell him why. I'll just like create beetles. <laughs> <laughs> nice. We can eat that. They look and then like, like Soul like like holds back <laughs> barf for a second. Just- <laughs> The guards are just, like, visibly, like, freaked out by these, like, engorged beetles with, like, little twitching legs that can't even walk properly. I eat one. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Maybe we'll, look, let's just skip the inspections and have you just pay the entry fee, all right? How much? He looks you guys up and down. Seven gold. I give him eight. Hmm? All right. Is that just to make your... Go ahead and remove... (laughs) Go ahead and remove eight gold from your character. And I'll give him a tip of two silver. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Fuck that. Man, Saul does not eight know when to turn the other cheek. Eight fucking I, gold? What are you, nuts? Uh, All right. Can I, so, can I tell them? What? <laughs> I mean... It was purely to make zeros in Soul's. I have a problem! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so he takes the eight gold and two silver... And his demeanor changes immediately, and he's like, all smiles from this point. And uh, him and the other guards, like, literally will walk you guys into town from here, because they're outside the city. They'll walk you into the city and escort you through the rough borough to the old district. How Um, sweet. And they'll even, like, recommend different places if you're looking for lodging or food or anything. And See, this is what you guys get for judging me for paying over. <laughs> and then they'll uh, they'll also like uh, wish you guys oh, a uh, awesome. a good solstice. Thank you. Because it is a, it is a holiday after all. Marcus, the dad and Marcus is going. You see that the the city, as crappy as it is, still has like a fair amount of decorations put up currently. There's a lot of lit candles all over the place. One of the traditions in, of this time of year is to just put candles in trees, basically. So. Weird. Weird. Yeah. Really weird. Marcus, I can hear you in the back of the cart. Marcus. (laughs) Marcus is a holiday. (laughs) So there's... There's candles stashed all over the place, like lit. There's bright colored cloth strung between buildings, just to make the place look more festive. Lots of reds and greens. Hmm? How exotic. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it actually makes the place look kind of not terrible. And now that you're in the old district, it looks like a normal town. Can I ask a question? Of course. How different are these traditions from, like, elven traditions of the solstice? Uh, The elves' traditions of the solstice are much more tied to nature Mm -hmm. than this. Like, this does not seem to have any connection with nature, really. This is just, like, a cultural celebration. Um, Okay. In elven culture, you'd be much more cognizant of, like, the turning of the seasons... And you'd probably not be decorating with reds and greens. You'd probably be decorating with whites. Yeah, perhaps purples too. Yeah. It does look a bit different here than it would be in your homeland, but you still kind of get Who the same... Who puts candles in trees? Well, they put candles all over the place, but yeah, trees <clears> too. So they basically have them like tied into these little dishes up in trees. And it, it you know, it kind of makes them look neat. Some of these trees are honestly look kind of nice. This is different from gnome tradition too, but... I imagine it's pretty similar. Do you guys have trees? (laughs) (laughs) 
no, gnome really traditions good. around this time of year are almost identical to these. It's a lot of gift giving and emphasis on like right. spending time with friends and family sort of thing. Lots of commercialism. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, that's that's gnome society, right? Yeah. Like, that is gnome culture. It's, it's fucking, it's like jingle all the way, but with steampunk robots. Yeah. There's parades. That's true. That actually is something that happens on the 21st. There is a really big parade in Whalercog, the Clockwork Parade. The Clockwork Parade? Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Each family will build a float, and it has to be entirely automated. So the entire parade performs through the city and turns at specific intersections and walks. And all of it has to be set up ahead of time. So if somebody fucks up, <clears throat> an automaton might just walk into a building and fall over or something. Or and a then it f- might cause like a fucking pileup. Yeah, or a, or a whole float could malfunction and then let's like go off course. I mean, it happens and it's usually like a point of shame and ridicule for the next year so. The families take it pretty seriously and try to build really advanced and interesting-looking floats and, and objects. Because it's it's a major way to get prestige for your family. Mm-hmm. But you guys aren't in Whaler Cog right now. You're in Xerath. And Xerath is kind of a shithole. <laughs> Since we're here, and we're not really going to do much here, Vera, I was wondering if maybe we should go find... People who might be down on their luck and help them out? I think that'd be a wonderful idea. Could I join you? I suppose. I don't see any reason why not. Hmm. And so I'm guessing the best place to find even more peasanty peasants is in the rough borough? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I guess we'll head there. Is there any, like, good place where, like, a lot of people would gather in the rough borough? In the rough borough, not really. There'll be, like, these large, almost apartment-style complexes constructed there. Like, these Mm -hmm. large, basically tenement houses. And they'll usually have, like, a forum or some sort of courtyard in there that people might gather to play outdoor games or to string up laundry to dry out during the day. And that's more, those are pretty much the social spaces of the poor. Alright, so I guess we'll head to one of these open spaces then. Okay. Best we can do. So, we'll head there. And so, Soul's just kind of like going over everything with her. Like, okay, so it's all about like being together, kind of like the holidays, huh? And, you know, really a oneness where everyone is equal, right? Of course. Okay. (laughs) Like... I don't think Soul's ever going to fully understand what Vera's, like, religion is at all. But it makes Vera happy. They're trying <laughs> that, their best. You, you partially know, at least. Soul's pretty much just like, it sounds good. It is good. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we get to this middle square. Mm-hmm. And Soul kind of looks around. How many uh, people are out here? Uh, in this particular one, there's going to be maybe 40 or 50 people. Okay, that's enough. Uh, so Soul's going to take out their instrument and they're going to cast Fascinate to have people's eyes on them. Okay. So you use your bardic, so, your bardic magic and you start playing a song and use your Fascinated ability to kind of just make everyone enraptured to what you're doing. Indeed. Is- and so Soul has this, the strings going and everything and they're actually going to like make up a song about Vera's religion. <laughs> Or at least what they know of Vera's religion. Mm-hmm. Pretty much just the whole like equality thing. And they're going to try to sing this song to like get people interested. It's pretty much propaganda. It, it is 100%. <laughs> okay. okay. 
Okay. That's uh, what missionary work is. Go ahead and give me a perform strings then, and a perform sing. Okay. Perform strings. Nice. Sings. Nat twenty on my sing. All right. So, so a seventeen on your strings and a twenty on your sing adjusted. That's thirty-two and thirty-seven. Thirty-seven. Um, yeah. Woo. So you sing a masterful rendition of a song you create on the fly, which <laughs> eh, let's let me look at your stats real quick. Uh, yeah, you can make up a pretty damn good song. So you bees. You uh, you you rhyme a lot of stuff with bees. <laughs> like, like, the, like communities, <clears throat> things like that. So it's a little too cute, probably. Yeah, and more gold than you were foretold, something mm-hmm. like that. <laughs> so you put together this really cool song. You do this beautiful performance, and you've already fascinated everybody with your magic anyway. So they're already watching you. Uh, when it's done, there's like applause from everybody, and pretty much there's a crowd. Crying. There's now a crowd around you because people want like to hear more, and, and they're really interested to know what the hell you're going on about. Okay, so, you've got so this is where Sol grabs Vera's shoulders and kind of just shakes her. It's like, actually, this is the leader of the organization I was just speaking, or singing of. <laughs> Take it away, Vera! What? <laughs> Never mind! Uh, <laughs> if you are interested in being in a community that I just sung of, there is actually... A current congregation in Ville that's together right now, and y'all should join. <laughs> well, Soul's really enthusiastic. <laughs> we'll see how they react to that. Yeah, impassioned talk about going to this place and getting what people deserve, pretty much. Diplomacy. You got it. Damn it, that's only a sixteen. <laughs> okay. Damn it. You had him for a little bit there. You did. So, when explaining some of the finer points of the religion, like, you know, having to leave the city and go to Ville, of all places, some of the folks kind of, you can tell, they're sort of turned off by that idea. But a fair number of them are sticking around, and they want to hear, they're, they're interested in seeing what you're all about, because, you know, they're in a pretty shitty place, and if someone's going to promise them a better life, they're, they're open to it. So, actually about 15 people are going to stay back and uh, continue talking to, to you and Vera, asking pretty basic questions about the religion. Lovett's there too. Yes, Lovett is there too. <laughs> yeah, I've been watching. I've been taking notes on the music, actually. Uh, whatever notes Lovett can manage to take. So Soul's gonna piggy bank that uh, that song though, probably for the next time we do this. Be like, <laughs> oh, yeah. this will be easy. Like right. most people liked it. <laughs> so uh, after talking, these fifteen people seem interested in joining. All right, this is your time to shine. I don't know what to tell them. Well, how long are we going to be in this city? I literally think we're heading after today, probably. Uh, do, do all of you know, uh, where can we get uh, some carts, some horses? They explain that there's, like, stables in the town. There's there's different people that sell wagons and carts. And they, they'll point out those locations to you. Well, if you would be ever so generous to join the uh, hive, I would love it. And I will uh, provide uh, transportation, and you can follow our cart as we travel to Ville. All right, they will agree to go with you. Yeah. Good job! Dude, Good just job. watch it. The ogres kill all of them. Yeah. We shall see. <laughs> yeah, we shall see. So there's 15 people. How many people can you fit into a basic cart? Uh, a basic wagon can probably fit five passengers and two drivers. So, so you could squeeze in and have two and fit everybody. And they'd be kind of packed in. If you wanted a more comfortable ride, you'd have three and then space them out. And then you need six horses. So that, how much would that be in total? 
repro about 300 per card, I assume, or something. Well, I could simply ask if we could get a good deal, too. That's true. Maybe we can get a uh, discount since we're getting uh, multiple cards. We'll see. Let's head on over to the shopping district and I'll use my diplomacy. <laughs> because apparently I could just ask. Hopefully I have a goddamn better role on diplomacy than my last one. Jesus Christ. Maybe I should take the lead on this one. Uh, talking money is missing. Talking engineer is your thing, but I'll help you with the money bit. Oh, I appreciate that, Lovett. Of course. All right, we're heading over to wherever the hell we buy shit from. <laughs> All right, so horses are going to be the the light horses. Uh, the cheapest ones are seventy five gold. Uh, can I ask for a better price since we're buying six? A single horse can pull a medium wagon, so you'd only need to buy two medium wagons and two light horses. Oh, cool. Okay, so that would. But be are you doing three? Or are you doing two? Three hundred and fifty gold minimum to cover everything. But can I diplomacy this shit? <laughs> With a total cost of three fifty, you can attempt, but that's like the base price anyway. So you can try to haggle them down from there. You've literally told me before that I am a bard and I can yeah. ask for a better price. You can, you can. So if you that's want to a twenty five. <laughs> okay, <laughs> salt. You can talk them down from three hundred and fifty to three hundred and thirty. Huh? Yeah, very good. Yeah. <laughs> so go ahead and remove three hundred and thirty gold from your inventory, oh, and total. you will now have. Two light wagons and two light horses. Alrighty, let me do some math. And by that I mean let me pull up a calculator and have my computer do the math for me. You have your phone right there. But my computer is far bigger, which means it can do math a lot faster. That's true. That is how math works. <laughs> Three forty. Well, that will be the computer in this. You're like poking into her face. She just spits out numbers. So while you guys were doing that, what was Marcus doing? Marcus has been Watching from afar, but feeling rather melancholy about okay. the idea of the hearth and everything, the, the, the togetherness kind of makes him feel bad because the, the idea of his family is not his family, you know? So it makes him a little bit... And dead. They're also dead. <laughs> they did. They long dead. Uh, but they weren't even his, so... Fuck them. <laughs> Pretty much, right? <laughs> but he has his new family, so that's what he's sticking to. That is what he's holding, even if half of the family want to exterminate him. Tell me what Karis is doing, then. Karis has uh, disappeared from the wagon. She's not around when you guys return. Oh, okay. Soul kind of looks a little confuzzled and kind of starts looking around a little. Still next to the cart, but just looks like they're looking for Karis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm Whipper as well. So your excursion to the Rough Burrow only took a few hours, so it's still sort of midday. Mm, yeah, we'll say right around midday, Karis will return, and she's got like a canvas bag with her. Ooh, what's that? It It's something for later. Don't don't worry about it. Okay, you got it. How large is the bag? It's semi-small, maybe the size of a grapefruit could fit I in see. it. okay. Yeah. So like a, a water skin size almost. But yeah, roughly. Canvas. A little canvas bag. She kind of looks embarrassed and goes back into the wagon to sit. Hmm. I'm going to go buy some vellum and ink and stuff. Uh, so. Yeah? You're good at disguising people, right? Sure. <laughs> I could use some help uh, picking out something so I can actually go back to Hartenshin. Oh, that's so fine. Oh. This way. That's right. You almost tried to murder someone. It was not my fault. Okay. 
Uh, and Sol kind of like tidies up themselves. I don't know why they try to like dust themselves off, but they do. <laughs> Let's go shopping, I guess. Let's go to the mall. Today. Today. <laughs> and Sol kind of like looks over at everyone at the car and is just like, anyone else want to go shopping? Yes, I would think so very much. All right. What about you, Marcus? Yes, Marcus would like to go shopping. So we're all heading out to the shopping district. Sol originally planning to just get writing stuff and now is on a mission to get Vera a winter outfit? Uh, slash disguise? Yeah, and Vera will pick out a like headscarf to begin with. Okay, and Sol already has a disguise kit in their inventory. So I think Sol can just give that to you because I'm not running from my family anymore. So Sol's like... As we're looking through, like, shops for new clothes for you, Sol's taking out the disguise kit and, like, pulling out a wig and being like, okay, so here's how you properly put it on. There's a silk pattern right here, and we're going to actually, like, add makeup here so it looks like it blends into your skin. (laughs) Like, Sol's going way more in-depth than it needs to be. And the whole makeup thing is completely just, like, what the fuck What the fuck is a makeup? (laughs) (laughs) But Sol's still going, not noticing that you don't understand what they're talking about. Mm. Well, that's listening really closely, like, uh, fuck, uh, I gotta take notes on this shit. Of, of course. Uh, Would you yeah. rather be blonde, or black hair, or a redhead? Oh, I'll, <laughs> I'll just uh, cover up my hair. Don't, you know, worry about that. Okay. Soul looks like, Soul looks like they understand, but a little put out. <laughs> okay. On to the clothing. <clears throat> And Sol kind of like goes around and looks very up and down and is just like, okay, so we're going to need sleeves again because you used to wear them and then you ripped them off when we were in the mine. Bringing that back. <laughs> let's see. You still, I don't know, if if you wear the same armor when we go in, it's going to look yes. pretty suspicious. So maybe it's we could get you a cloak. Just cover up the armor? <clears throat> yeah, let's cover up the armor with... A cloak. There's this fine one with beautiful embroidery around the edging. <sighs> or this really plain one that's just green. Which, which one do you think would uh, draw Alicia's attention? The plain one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then for your pants, because you're currently wearing shorts and sandals. What the hell? We're going to get you some boots that are plain. And some pants. Let's see. Some lady pants. What? Lady pants. <laughs> lady pants. That's what it said in Soul Calibur. <laughs> it said lady pants for that option. Um, is, is, this, is it just yoga pants? or? <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, like Soul kind of wears like the best thing I could describe as thick skinny jeans. Um, just like the material's a lot thicker. But, like, would Vera want a more lighter fabric that got a little less grab to the legs, or...? That's up to Sol discretion. Okay. So Sol's gonna give you a bit more, like, pants that kind of, like, puff out a little when they're in the boots. And and then they, like, they puff out there, and then they, like, kind of slim around your thighs. All right. And Sol kind of gives you that. And they're, they're kind of um a dark green-brown hue. Nothing fancy because we're in a poor district anyways. Mm. So, or a poor town. Poor town. There's parts of it that aren't too bad off. And so, you now have a cloak, a a new hood. You said Vera grabbed a hood of some kind? No, they're not wearing a hood. Uh, They they grabbed a headscarf. Headscarf. Oh, like a hijab? 
But kind of, uh, it's just, but just like the portion that's the head. Just the portion. Of the head. Oh, okay. So, so, so it's bigger than a bandana, but mm-hmm. it's not like a full hijab. Okay, gotcha. And then we have the cloak, and then Soul's gonna grab you a scarf so that you stay warm. Aw. With a little <laughs> bit of embroidery. <laughs> <laughs> just to put something in there. Just something. <laughs> and uh, and Soul kind of gives you that. And the, the scarf's also supposed to be, like, if you open the cloak, at least the hanging down portion can kind of cover up the cuirass that <laughs> Vera has on. Because I doubt she would remove her armor, but at least it covers it up a little. Yeah. And so Sol kind of, like, just hands you all the clothes. It's like, there you go. Thank you. You're welcome. And I'll pay for that. And I'm just going to say I bought vellum and writing stuff. Okay. Two gold, okay? Uh... Good paper, yeah. It's basically going to be about one gold per sheet. Okay. Of the good stuff, because um, vellum's expensive. Okay, so let's say I got enough for everyone in the party for one single page. Oh wow! And the nice thing about vellum is not only is it a really good uh, material to write on, it can also be reused if you needed to wash it off. Yeah, I learned that from you. <laughs> I learned from watching you. <laughs> yeah, boy. And lastly, do I have to buy any rations at all, or are we good on rations? You guys have been eating beetles, I think. Half the time. I think Sol's the only one who's been like, yeah, I'm just going to eat my brief jerky over here. <laughs> I, I didn't well, know if anyone was, was like... 50. Yeah, so, by the way, you guys have been on the road for 17 days since the beginning of the session, so if you want to adjust your food accordingly. Okay. Is seven, it in the... It, 17 days out. I think it's in the just the party inventory. Yeah, it's in the party oh. inventory. Okay, so it was 100 days of rations. So for 17 days times 5 people, that's 85 days of rations if you weren't eating other foods. So how many people were not eating beetles? I was, probably wasn't. <laughs> I was doing about 50-50, so like... Okay. Marcus was going to town just on to the make beetle. it more complicated. <laughs> okay. Tastes uh, like apples. Slightly. And yeah, Karis, Karis won't give a shit. She'll eat the Beatles. So... Pretty much just Soul and Lavette, so we'll say... Even though Soul bought them just for themselves. We'll just say, we'll round it to 25 <laughs> rations, so... I've got, bought the whole thing. You got 75 <laughs> days of rations left. I think we're good. Okay. But but we also have 15 people behind us. You're about to Oh, you're right. saying we're gonna feed them? Uh, I'd, I'd rather my followers not die. Why don't you buy those? That's, that's what I'm saying! Okay. That's what I was asking! Oh my god! <laughs> Alright, so it's so to go from there back to Hartenshin is gonna be thirty-three days from Zareth. Means you're gonna need to buy four hundred and ninety-five days of rations. How much would that run us? Let's see. You could also offer them a bunch of good beetles. Yay. I, I don't produce that many. Alright. Okay. Um five silver per day. So if I divide that by two, two hundred and forty seven and a half gold. So yeah. you'll notice a couple things about Zareth that I may not have mentioned yet is that it's also yeah. one of the more racially diverse places you've ever seen. Yeah, I was actually going to ask. Yeah. yeah, they actually have a pretty interesting combination. It's still primarily human, but there's a fair number of halflings, gnomes, elves, and even like races that wouldn't normally be tolerated in most societies. So there's some goblins that are living here. You see a fae here and there. Even an ogre every so often. Huh. So it's uh, it's a it's an interesting mix of a place. Any so one of these weirdos be part of Vera's religion now? No, they were all humans. 
Maybe okay. some half elves in there as well, but standard races. And you're fine with the half elves? Yeah. Mm. All right. Dirty, disgusting half elves. <laughs> it wasn't their choice who their parents were. That's true. It's no one's choice who their parents were. Not even elves. Sure. Okay. So in the meantime, after they've taken care of Vera, pretty much is going to go off and do some writing. Okay. Marcus is going to go off in uh, the shopping district and go off on his own. Right. He has a he has an idea. Okay. I want to get Soul a gift, but I want it to be magical insofar okay. as, I don't know if it's even possible to do this, where I want to get them a gift that would force Groat to tell the truth, but only, like, or anybody within, like, a foot radius, you know what I mean? Like, has to be very close, mm-hmm. so it wouldn't be active otherwise. I mean, making an, a, a magic item like that on the fly would be kind of difficult to pull, just to pull out of the air. Especially since, like, you couldn't make it yourself, you're going to have to find someone who can make it, and then they're going to have to actually do that. And, okay, and I didn't know making, that was a, Yeah, making magic items takes a decent amount of time. time. Yeah. Time. Okay. Uh, is it a possibility for a few sessions, like a... Um, yeah, you would have to find you? someone who, who could make it, and then there's a set of rules for making magic items and how much they would cost. Okay. So it's, if you wanted to duplicate um, a spell effect, then we can. there's some math that we can do. Okay. That is what I, I was trying to get. Soul a gift for the festivities. Yeah. Um, but I guess I'll do... Uh, it's in the main. <laughs> Lol. <laughs> okay. okay. Cool. We'll workshop that. Okay. Thank you. Yep. So... Um, I'll do business shopping later. I What I wanted to actually find is see if this town has a place where I can buy an animal, a house animal. Yeah, what are you looking to buy? Um, well, like dogs and cats. Yeah, yeah, you can buy that here. Yeah. I didn't have anything in mind. I just want to see if they... they so I'll see if I come across anything that's, like, perfect, but I want to get Archibald a pet. Okay. Basically, the game has divided dogs into three types. Huh. Um, <laughs> okay. There are lap dogs, which are a tiny-sized category. Right. They're kept as pets. They have the combat stats of a fox, which is pretty bad. And they are basically like your your toy breeds. Then the next size up is your guard dog, which is small size category, which is going to be the standard dog size, what we would call like medium or, or large breed dogs. Mm-hmm. And then they've got a fantastical breed of dog known as the riding dog. Uh, <laughs> which are, oh my god. Which, huh? which is a medium sized dog, which means it's the size of a human. Uh, oh size, same, same size category as a human, and they're used as mounts for small creatures, so like gnomes and halflings. Yes! Can I use that mount as my horse? Okay. Yes, you can, yeah, you can use it as a mount. It's the, that's what, that's, what, they're, that's what they're bred for. They're mounts for small creatures. I want a corgi. And you, sir, are a small creature. I don't think no, corgis corgi, are... No, it would be the size of a man. Yeah. Right, like, I want a corgi yeah. the size of a man. You're not listening to me. <laughs> that's I not want a corgi. Nope, that's, Ew. Not that's not how those things work, sorry. Oh. It's going to look like a massive Great Dane or some other huge breed dog, but even bigger than it is in real life. Like a Beethoven dog? Yeah, yeah, like a St. Bernard. <laughs> yes. He yes. knew what I meant! <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, <we're hard. laughs> What's funny is I was actually going to say say I was going to say Beethoven dog and then I didn't want to say that so instead I said uh, Great Dane. We 
We all want to say and Beethoven then, dog. We just try our best not then, to. And then, You're enough, so <laughs> then enough time had gone by that by the time you asked for Beethoven dog, it had popped into my brain. So I was right there with um, you. Marcus <laughs> would like to purchase such a such a creature if possible. Yeah, one hundred and fifty gold. Oh shoot! I gotta figure out how. Let me see how much I have. <laughs> I need, need to call so my what's Levette gonna get? Yeah, well, I'm kind of like, what the fuck? I'm here getting Archibald dog, and you buy another fucking dog? What the hell? Uh, mount. He can have a little normal puppers, or or we could go in on it, and Archie and I could have a find it together. Is that how that works? No, <laughs> I'm going to raise a dog with him. Um, how small? How big are they? The 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 riding dogs when they're small, uh, are they, like still really big. Yeah, they're still pretty big. Hmm. Yeah, just, just imagine the dog. like a, the biggest dog you can think of. Not Clifford. <laughs> They're making a movie, guys. They're making a movie. So what kind of dog are you getting, Levette? I'm not sure, because it would be really cool. First of all, I'm trying to account for the fact that Archie might be larger in the future. So he might want a larger dog. And also that it would be awesome for him to have a big dog. And it would be awesome for it to double as a attack mount for Levette to be dog calorie. But Marcus is already doing that, so I think I'm just going to get guess I'll wait. <laughs> no, that's fine. No, no. no that's fine. I, I was fine. I didn't know this was a thing, and... No, it's okay. <laughs> I'd like for this puppers to be as part of Marcus's combat ability. Like, I would make it into a war dog. Yeah, and go do you get your own dog for that. I'm, not... <laughs> I'm trying to teach my robot about life. So you give Archie a dog, and then you kill it in front of him. Say, this is how life is. Yeah. <laughs> this is what it's like with Moira. You get something, and then life takes it away. How does that make you feel? <laughs> feel sad. Good. You're starting to understand. <laughs> oh, that's, that's pretty easy. Dude. Okay. So is that all the shopping we're doing? I invited a dog puppy. I don't know if breeds are available, and uh, why don't you roll a, a dice or something, and then sure. What what die should I roll? Uh, it, it's pretty much going to be like a really big Saint Bernard. Okay, but you're getting a puppy, right? <laughs> I'm not least... doing the riding dog. I'm or, doing the oh. guard dog. Oh oh, oh okay. Dog. In that case, it's a village shepherd. Okay, village <laughs> shepherd. <laughs> 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 I love it. Okay, uh, male or female? You can have your choice. Uh, or you can roll a dice and say the odds are boy and the evens are girl. Girl! The the elusive two-sided. <laughs> <laughs> I, actually, I'm a little sad there's not like a coin flip around this. So anyway, this is what you buy. Aww. Aww. Oh boy, this dog is going to die. <laughs> oh, I'm going to get heartbroken. Yep. Mostly you. Mostly. <laughs> and, and and then Archie's going to go berserk. Okay, so it's uh, 25 gold. Yes. Um, And I also want to buy... I just want to get, like, some brass or copper to make a few small things. Okay, maybe a couple gold. All right. Scrap metal's pretty cheap. So after your purchases, uh, the evening is beginning to wear on, mm-hmm. and the sun is low in the sky. Looks like the shops are now closed... And the festivities are in full swing. It looks like people are out in the streets, and there's kind of sort of a, a, a low, chill party going across the whole city at this point. People are just kind of, like, socializing and drinking, and it seems to just kind of take on, like, a nice, relaxed atmosphere everywhere. If you guys do happen to go back to the cart, Soul is sitting 
on top of the cart, just playing their lyre, just kind of chilling out. Oh. Is Karis is in the cart, right? Karis is was in the cart. She's now actually standing out in front of the cart, holding that little canvas bag again, kind of like looking awkward. Oh, well, I'll head back that way okay. with my puppy. Sol does a couple of notes and then looks like they scribble something down, and then they continue like working on whatever they're working on. Karis is going to see your puppy and immediately want to pet it and resist the urge to pet it. <laughs> oh my god. Oh no. <laughs> oh, yeah, and I, I'm kind of like, almost go to let her pet and then remember to and be like, oh, I'm sorry. Um, don't tell him. She nods and smiles. Do you do you think you could get everyone together? I can fly. Thanks. Uh, Soul's sitting up on top of the cart that we're right by, correct? Yeah. Yep, I am listening. But also uh, so, distracted at the same time. So, yeah. This might be more up your alley. Do you know if you could get everyone over here? Uh, ju- just one. And then, like, they strum through again, and then they write something down. Okay, yeah. And Soul kind of, like, looks up and looks around. I mean, As every- just a player, where is everyone? If I didn't follow you, I was with Lovett. Okay, so, so you so. went with that. And then, has Marcus come back to the cart yet? Yeah, Marcus might as well. Marcus searched Mar- for what he searched did you, for. Did you buy did- that... Giant St. Bernard or not? As much as I want to, I think it would be ill-advised currently. Okay. really want to, but I think it might be ill-advised. Gotcha. I mean, I won't take it personally if you do. If that's what you're concerned about, don't worry about that. Um, No, 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 no. Um, You were were traveling, and that's another mouth to feed. I'd like to wait till we get back to... Yeah, it is another another pet to be killed. It, It is a big responsibility... <laughs> you'll, you'll have to feed it, clean it, take it on walkies. Oh boy, dude! I don't know if my robot is ready for all that. <laughs> well, too late. Yeah, so Marcus is, is currently heading back. Like I see him in the clearing. Then yeah, yeah. You can you can get everyone gathered together if you want. So I kind of wave over to everyone. And then, like, as soon as I have everyone's attention, I go back and, like, look at, like, I'm scribbling something down again. Well, you all. Thanks. Uh, hey, everyone. Um, I, I just, uh. I wanted to thank you all. Um, you, you all, I mean, you saved my life, and I know I keep saying that, but I, I felt that, well, I, I got you all this. She upends the canvas bag and four little, like, copper rings land in her palm and she holds them out. Four? For, to everybody to take. Okay. I'll, I'll take one. I jump off the cart unsuccessfully. Jump <laughs> <laughs> off the cart? Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, sorry, Bob. That looks like it only has a 5.5 from the Russian. I mean, it's snow on the ground, so whatever. <laughs> right? Right? Yeah, it's right? not Just really. dirt. <laughs> Just, oh, just shit. hard it's not, it's ground. Really snowing, yeah. Fuck. The more harsh part of winter is until late January. Alright, Soul dusts themselves off and stands back up really fast. <clears throat> so if you Thank take you, if you take one of these rings, it's a, it looks like a copper ring, but it has on the top of it there are four interconnected circles. One is magenta, one is green, one is black, and one is blue. You're like okay. Black. <laughs> yep. And for five rings, it'd be uh, some sort of copyright infringement, I feel. So, she she said that it was the best she could do on short notice, and she wanted something that, you know, felt right for the party. Soul's looking at it, and, like, their their thought process is, where's Archie? 
Is Karis the Black Ring or is Marcus the Black Ring? Yeah, I was actually wondering that too. Uh, I was feeling that too. I'm like, well, you don't have to be so on the nose about it. But um, she said that she chose the colors based on sort of the auras she got from you guys. Oh. Well, I mean, that's pretty accurate. <laughs> oh, if I had the green one then. As an, asi- oh, pick it up. As an aside from DM to players, it's your yeah. dice colors. I know. <laughs> Look at that. Question. Oh. Would Vera be able to wear this? Ring. Why not? Without being unable to cast druidic spells. Oh yeah, no, you're fine. Armor. Yeah, you, you're fine. Okay, you can wear jewelry. Yeah, you can wear. Soul it. puts it on their pinky. <laughs> oh, there we go. Plate red druid that wears so much jewelry that it counts as armor, but it <laughs> still can use your spells because it's not really armor. Well, it's uh, appreciated. Uh, what what made you uh, think of this now? Well, it's it's the solstice. Hmm. It is. So. She kind of like shrugs and looks somewhat confused. I mean, I haven't really been able to participate much in this tradition before, so I figured I would give it a try. Did I do it wrong? No. No, it was lovely. This is such a sweet gift, Karis. This is this might be the nicest thing anyone has ever given me. She looks very pleased. Sol does the quick shoulder gruffle. Mm-hmm. That they're used to doing. Yeah. And then they go and they jump up a little on a ledge on the carriage and they swoop something off of the top and then like they kind of jump down and they have like a stack of papers in their hands and they have a big smile i did something too (laughs) oh yeah so i wrote a song for each and every one of you oh well vera's might be a little easy because i technically just wrote down the theme song for her religion (laughs) (laughs) and soul kind of like holds it out (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well then it must be wonderful Your yeah I mean you heard it <laughs> dude I just want to go into church and be like your religion has the best theme song <laughs> and then Soul like goes in front of Lovette and for you I wrote one about belonging for you and I wrote one for Archie as well in his language in his language <laughs> I don't it was know a little complicated. It is complicated. It's very impressive. But I thought it would be more appropriate for him. Even though he can understand me currently, I wanted to respect him. So he will appreciate that. I'm only keeping him in my pocket for now because I want to keep Cecilito on a surprise. Oh! And then Sol kind of like takes the paperback. I'll give it to him after your surprise. And then Sol turns to Karis. And for you, I wrote yours about family. Karis, and like, being a part of ours. She, like, shakily takes the page from you, and you can see she's already crying. Aww. I can't hug her, but, like, Soul kind of, like, like does this thing where, like, their arms go out, and they, like, kind of make a gesture for hugging, but they don't touch her. It's just, like, an air hug, where it's just, like, <laughs> and then they kind of nod, and then they turn to Marcus, and they have their, um, technically second-to-last page, because they took Archie's back. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's, uh, what's Marcus's about? He'll have to read it on his own. I believe this one's a bit more private. And so it would be his choice to share it. And so kind of like hands him the volume with the, the music on it and then turns away and kind of like walks to like an outer circle. I assume we're standing mostly in a circle anyway. So yeah, pretty much, pretty much walks to like a portion of the circle. And that's, that's oh all I have. Oh my God. Levette's getting pretty teary eyed reading her thing as well. Nice. Um, I guess now is a good time as any to start Archibald's timer. Alright. Alright, at this point, 
The sun's down. It's evening. Soul, you're going to hear a voice. Oh. You hear uh, Gro's voice saying Soul. Just Soul? Yeah, and then you hear tree frogs. Even though we're waiting for Archie to come out? Yes. He okay. doesn't know, he doesn't that, he know doesn't that. that. I know, I know. He doesn't know that Hello? it's a bad time. Hello? Uh, Soul, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I, I can hear you. And Soul kind of like instinctively puts their hands over their ears and like turns away from the group. <laughs> but they're still in the circle. They just turn around. <laughs> yeah, What? what's up? Like, how, how are you? I'm, I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm good. I wrote a lot today. That's excellent to hear. I wanted to wish you, well, a uh, happy solstice. And I Happy solstice to you, too. I had something for you, if you have a moment. Uh, um, in, in a bit, yes. Oh, uh, all right, if you're busy, just uh, contact me when you can, all right? Yes, of course, you got it. Right. Um, uh, talk to you soon! <laughs> What's happening in a bit? Soul turns around, nothing. Anyways, continue, is Archie out yet? <laughs> That's at this point, Archie's going to unfold and stand there, kind of like looking at everybody. He's a little bit, like, off-put, that everybody's, like, waiting on him to pop out. <laughs> He's not used to this kind of attention. Yeah, I bet. Lovette, do you um, want to go first, or should I? I don't mind either way. Well, I think since yours is more important, it should be the last. Okay. Okay. And so, like, goes over to Archie and <laughs> hands him the clockwork song they wrote for him. Okay. He uh, he takes it from you, and <clears throat> as he, he, like, reads it out loud... Reading it out loud kind of sounds musical because he's going along with. So it's 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 almost like you've invented techno music. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Because like as he reads it, it's totally shifting up and down to match the the sound that it's supposed to be in the song. I'm you're, so happy. You're yeah. You're unsure, but you think that if he could smile, he would be. That is smiling. Well, that is really happy watching this. Happy winter solstice, Archie. And Sol kind of, like, Sol. steps back. That means a lot to me, too, Sol. And Archie, I have something for you as well. He crouches down and looks at you. Wait, this little friend is for you. If you want help, you have to take care of her. And that will be a lot of responsibility. But I think that maybe you can learn a bit about other creatures. He picks up the puppy and looks at it, holds it up to his viewing ports on his head, mm -hmm. kind of tilts his head back and forth and holds the thing up and... The puppy looks somewhat confused by what's going on, but Archie is very delicate with it. Mm -hmm. You can see that he's taking the responsibility very seriously. Yes, we'll have <laughs> to give her a name, though. Uh, what will it be, Archie? <laughs> Archie thinks for a moment. His response is in COG, which is essentially a, you know, it's a binary language. His response is zero. Aww, Aww. I like it. I like it, too. <laughs> that seems very fitting for you Will take good care of her uh, This means that he will be Pulled up as often uh, Because what the dog needs time and attention But for now I, I Need you to be with your puppy <laughs> And I'll just kind of mm. Let him, yeah, drag his dog Alright, then he's going to spend Some time getting acquainted with his New puppy So cute <laughs> And the rest of you received Music from Sol as a solstice present. Uh, anything you want to do with that? Martin <laughs> reads over the words and says, and says to Sol, I would love for you to share this with everyone. 
was it written in Elven as well? It was. So okay. it does have notes for the instrument as well as notes for the singing part. And then underneath it has the song lyrics. I would love, I think the, the melody from this would be wonderful for this type of night. If you wouldn't mind sharing it with everyone in Elven, please. So kind of looks surprised, but nods. And they cast Dancing Lights to start this out. So before they even got their instrument out, they start Dancing Lights. Ooh, what color? It's going to start out black, like a black light. It's going to be spooky at first. <laughs> so you you know how like literally a black light kind of looks more purple, if anything, but it's like the the orbs of light itself, I imagine it's like purple on the inside and then like for some reason the outer glow is black looking almost. Very spooky. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You've scared me. It's like ghastly. Or wait, other way around. Inverse ghastly. Yeah. Reverse ghastly. <laughs> Gonna do some strings. Not so great strings. 17 and a sing, which is a 32. So brand new song, not practice. Literally just made it today. <laughs> The song starts out kind of as a story. It's about a darkness going into a light. And it kind of weaves in different patterns. Like, it's a very abstract song, if anything. But Soul kind of took a lot of inspiration from the Deadlands. And throughout this, like, song story, it starts out with this black color, this black-purple color for the lights. And then, like, it goes to a more like blue sky color as the story kind of goes into a more inspiration of Bill and then a green for the Merry Valley. And then in the song, each portion is inspired by, but it's not specifically said that it is, but the colors kind of go for what Soul was thinking. And then the lights kind of go like very dim, white, almost gray. And it started out very interesting, almost jovial. And then slowly became a bit more somber and melancholy. And at the very end, it kind of peaks a little where it seems very hopeful. And the end of the song itself is ambiguous, pretty much alluding to the fact that the darkness has a choice. And in the end, it should be a master of its own destiny. And the lights at the very end go like a bright white, and then they disappear. As Soul ends it, they kind of like look around at everyone and is like, so I just made that today, so sorry if that was really lame and not that great. It was beautiful. When you first start singing it, uh, Vera would definitely wince as soon as because it's an elvish. Yeah. But since it's like still good singing, like they, they definitely don't aren't like smiling or anything about it though. Yeah. Well, that mostly enjoys it and can understand it, but is also kind of like mm, I don't know. Does Karis know Elvin? Yeah. Yeah, she speaks all of it. <laughs> so, so what's her reaction to the song? Uh, she was happy with the performance of it. She she like applauds with everyone else if they if they applaud. Oh, it's hard, to, it's hard to get an emotional read off of her, I guess. Do you want to do a sense motive? I do. It's my worst stat. Yeah, so give me, <laughs> give me a sense motive, and I'll give you her emotional read off of it. Ooh, a twelve. A twelve. Yeah, you think she liked it. <laughs> Sol, Sol looks a little embarrassed and then looks at Marcus. Was that okay? He has a tear in his eye. Aww. Just one, though. Just one. He is misty. He cares deeply for Sol and hopes that he is not the reason anyone should die. We shall see. 
We shall see. Soul kind of nods to himself and is like, and that's that's it for my gifts. No more of me, please. <laughs> well, I, uh, I didn't know we were giving gifts or anything. I'm a... I not yet as well, but I will. I'm not the best, but maybe uh, you might enjoy this, and I'll take out some of the trophies from the telecoast. <laughs> oh my god, we still got that. <laughs> it was our first uh, adventure together, so I don't know. I don't really have much in the way of gift giving. You you don't have to give gifts on solstice. I mean, mine isn't even really a physical gift. It's it's more of a mental gift. So yeah, I kind of cheesed it to be honest. I just wanted to give something because it makes me feel good. So you don't have to technically do that. <laughs> well, if you, if you don't want it. That's fine. <laughs> Fine, fine, I'll just, I'll just keep it with me. <laughs> it's not about what you give, it's about what you get. V- Vera tried. Vera tried. <laughs> was denied. Soul was just like, oh, oh no. Me. <laughs> Soul doesn't want to carry your hoarder shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I got you this pizza box. <laughs> 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 so here's a, here's this thing to remember our adventures. No, fuck you, you fucking <laughs> swamp witch. <laughs> swamp witch. <laughs> so Soul curtsies to everyone oddly, and then like goes to be like, so I gotta take a talk real quick, okay. and they like sidestep away slowly. Wait, wait, okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So after being far enough away from the party to not be heard, they whisper into their ear, grow. He'll say hello to you again and ask if everything's all right, how your evening's going, yada yada. Yeah. He says that he has a gift for you, and he was wondering if you were free for a little bit. Of course. All right. He's going to ask you to describe your surroundings. Okay. So, um, Sol kind of starts to describe, like, the area, and we're, they're like, well, I kind of wish it was, to be honest, but it's not. <laughs> like, they add in, like, really dumb details, like, for some odd reason. And, you know, it's kind of a poorer town. Uh, we're kind of in the center square. The cart's in the middle, and my friends are hanging out next to it. And Sol's going on. They're probably focusing too much on their friends currently in their description. <laughs> hmm. Okay, so as you're giving the description, uh, when, once Gro gets enough of its description, he'll attempt the teleportation spell, which will roll his chances of success now, and he will appear uh, next to you in a rush of wind. <laughs> hi there. H- hi there. That was fast. Well, teleportation magic's efficient like that. True. So, I have something for you. I mean, it, it's the same I have something all. for you, too. Well, who should go first? I'll go first. Oh. Um, <laughs> and Sol kind of pulls out a piece of paper, because I technically put enough coins in for a little extra. Oh, nice. um, I wrote you a song. It's, um, it's about love. I wrote a love song. <laughs> <laughs> but not because you asked for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> or, or that you deserve one? Is that the next line? I love Sarah, Sarah Borelli is like the next person, but... Alright, alright. No, <laughs> no, we have to. Keep going. <laughs> so, uh, he's very happy with it. He'll he'll look it over and smile, and I don't know if he sheds a tear necessarily, but he definitely, you can see it's it's hit him emotionally, and he's gonna give you a, like a, a deep hug. Aww. There's definitely description about, like, the sun and the moon being in love mm-hmm. in the song. 
he's really happy with it. He says he can't wait to hear it performed someday. Hmm, blush, blush, blush. <laughs> he kind of looks at you and he says, I have my gift for you, if that's all right. Of course. It's ready. Wait, really? He nods. Uh, Sol, um, flips up their, uh, blindfold. Okay, when's the last time you got that looked at? Oh, that's a good question. Probably several days ago. Okay. <laughs> Hasn't asked today yet. Uh, should we go somewhere to do this? How do we do this? I mean, How do you... We, we're gonna have to get rid of, you know, we have to make room for it. Oh, oh no. If you need help, I can do surgery. <laughs> so uh, I'm not sure how you how we're going to exactly do this. Did you want to? Do we get Karis to do this? What? Soul looks a little nervous and then goes to walk over towards the carriage. I assume this is just like on the other side of the carriage, pretty much. Yeah. And so they go around it, and they kind of like pop their head over and they like directly look at Karis. And your eye patch is still flipped up, right? Yeah. Okay, when Kara sees you, she's going to kind of, like, grit her teeth a little bit. She's like, sorry, I know it's it's probably been a little too long, hasn't it? Um, actually, I have a weird favor. Can you come with me? Of course. She she was, um, uh, she was sitting, reading the song, <clears throat> by the way. Oh, no. So she, she uh, she <laughs> gets, she stows it away in her pack and, and <clears throat> walks over to you. And Sol kind of, like, leads her over to where, uh... And grow were earlier. Oh, h- hello, grow. It's uh, it's good to see you again. Oh, likewise, Karis. <laughs> has, Anyways, has everything been all right? <laughs> oh, it's been... you haven't chased anyone else naked and wasted anymore, have it's... you? <laughs> I realized the last time we crossed paths might have been a little embarrassing for me, but I I hope you'll accept an apology for my behavior. Well, it's it's fine, really. I mean, everybody. Gets drunk from time to time. It's it's okay. Soul looks embarrassed. <clears throat> Karis, this may be weird, but would you mind decomposing the eye completely, actually? Make a sense motive check. Oh, no. Oh, the one! That's a nat one. That was a complete no nat one with no modifier. Yeah, that, that would be fine. You sure? She nods. What do you mean, you sure? You're old in that one. <laughs> So she, That's uh, normal for Soul to ask. She she holds. <laughs> she's, like, she's like, hold still. This shouldn't hurt, but it might feel kind of strange. Soul kind of bites their lip and nods, and then like puts their head forward towards Karis. And um, tilt your head. Maybe tilt your face down a bit. Down. Okay. Okay. So she casts a spell, and purple and black energy kind of dances across her fingers. And she reaches a single finger and touches your eye. You have the weirdest sensation. It kind of feels like that coldness that was, that's been in your eye socket starts to warm and get warmer and warmer and warmer until it's downright hot feeling. Mm -hmm. And then it's almost like a bunch of water is pouring out of your uh, right eye socket. And it is in fact like there's liquid pouring onto the ground. Is Kara still touching nice. their face? No, no, it's just one touch, and that's it. So Soul instinctively puts their hands, like, on their face, and, like, there's just goo, like, running through. Oh, you shouldn't really or touch liquid that. Yeah, it's running it's, through their fingers. Yeah, it's it's sort of a somewhat thick, viscous fluid. Uh, oh, no, I know what Does it is. hurt? No, it's totally painless. 
So it's just instinctive because it's a thing coming out yeah, of your face. Yeah, but one thing much. you did notice is like when you reached your hand up there, you just have a, a void. Your eye socket is totally empty. It's a really weird feeling. What about the skin around the eye socket? It sort of just like hangs limply. Okay. Soul's still like looking at the ground and like just looking at this liquid. Karis will produce a small towel for you. Soul puts it on their face? Okay. So you, you, you kind of dry off the socket. Is that all you needed from me? Uh, I guess. Was that it, Crow? Uh, yeah, I think I can do the rest from here. Thanks for your help, Karis. Okay. It It's no problem. Um, have a good night. And I'll she, see you later, Karis. She turns and walks away. All right. Here goes nothing. He kind of, like, rubs his hands together and reaches into a pouch and pulls out what looks like a crystal ball wrapped in white silk. All right. Here goes nothing. He unwraps it very carefully and holds what appears to be like a perfectly polished crystal sphere in his hands. It's exactly Since it's been unwrapped, can I see with that eye now? Because yes. he did cast a spell earlier. Yes, it is already linked to you from the previous test he was doing on it. So as soon as he unwraps it with the silk, you're able to see out of it. So it's Soul's kind of a, other eye goes like yeah, it's a <laughs> inward instinctively. Yeah, because like your eyes are binocular, but yet one's seeing a totally different image than the other. So it's yeah. kind of like already throwing you for a loop. Like a chameleon. And he's like, all right, just... Soul, soul closes hold. their eye that's currently in their face. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Just hold still. Okay. And you can feel his hands on the right side of your face, and you feel this object slip into your eye socket. And then your eyelid goes over it, and suddenly you can you can blink normally. And it kind of aligns itself just so with your other eye. And the feeling you had up to now with that necromantic eye that was kind of like this cold feeling in your head all the time, it's, it's been replaced with sort of a... It feels normal. It feels like a, almost like a normal eye again. Interesting. Except it doesn't ever seem to dry out, so you don't need to blink it if you don't want to. Yeah, so it appears to glow a faint gold color. So kind of like looks around, just like testing it out. Is there any special properties to this eye? There is. If you focus mentally on it, it will, instead of glowing gold, it will glow white and it will activate its detect magic properties. Okay. Uh, when you're not focused on it, it'll glow a faint gold and function as a normal eye. Okay. Anything else? Not yet. There's a few more things I need to finish, but I had some other things planned, but I wanted to get you this today. Is that all right? Thank you. Of course. This is wonderful. And Soul's, like, instinctively, like, touching their right eye, like, area. Mm -hmm. And they, like, they keep blinking. Yeah, and, and you can they, touch like, it without any pain either. Like, it doesn't... Really? Yeah, since it's totally and dry like... and, like, it's a piece of... It's, it's, it's essentially a polished piece of crystal. So you can touch it, and it they're doesn't like hurt. touching it, and it's like, ah, weird, ah. <laughs> Mostly because there's something in front of their eye vision pretty much now. So now I have correct vision and everything. Right, um, so this is going to remove your penalty you're having for being a cyclops. Okay, and then with that, I think Soul will remove their feather from their blindfold and put it back on their ear, and I think they'll take off the blindfold. Is the color okay? I think so. It's gonna look weird for everyone, but if I have 2020, what's the use? Um, so I'll keep the eye patch in my stuff. Mm -hmm. 
but I won't need to wear it all the time. Sounds good. Uh, could you describe the eye again? Sure. So yeah, what is, so yeah, the eye, when it, it's just normal, is basically a solid, faint gold color. So where the eye would be is just like a slightly glowing field of gold light. Also, it can glow a brighter white color when it's being used to detect magic. So it doesn't look anything like an eye, it's just glowing? It doesn't look anything like light, an basically? eye. No, it's glowing, okay. it's glowing light at all times. Faint, either a faint gold or a brighter white. None of it's bright enough to give off illumination for the sake of, like, for the purposes of mechanics. So, so you can actually sleep at night? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you can, and when you close your eyes, there's no light coming out of it at all. But it, it apparently is linked to you in such a way that it will function as a normal eye, so you can see out of it. And grow can spy on everything we do forever. Nope. Anyways, um... No Don't tell me things. I thought that's why you're asking. No, I wanted to know if it could see life or death or shit. Like, Karis, like, offered for the other eye. I was like, I already have a detect magic, I want something else. Because this is so different from when you're asking Gro about what the ring does. Because there's different, like, circumstances. You're like, what the fuck do you put on this one now? (laughs) Now it's, like, completely different. You make me uneasy when you analyze things. I'm sorry. Um, okay. So, Soul is, like, really fascinated with the eye, and then they just do detect magic pretty much just to see how it works and feels. Okay. You focus on it, and for a moment you think nothing's happening, but then you can start to see, like, certain things sparkle a little bit around you. Like, you look at Vera, and their scythe is sparkling. Things like that. Okay. Uh, and then Soul, like, turns to grow and just, like, jumps up and hugs him. You Thank turn you! Thank you! This is amazing. I'm glad you like it. I have other <laughs> plans as well, but I just, like I said, I wanted to get it to you by today. I felt like it was important to have something for you by the solstice. It's a wonderful present for what should have been our wedding. <laughs> well, that's fine. I mean, that's only three months away. So, like, kind of has a smile where it's like, at first it's like, yeah, and then, like, it's held for a little too long and they start to look a little nervous. I mean, look, I I shouldn't have said it that way. I know you're somewhat worried about this, but I'm sure it'll be all right. Yeah. 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 Oh, God. Um, do you mind if we spend some time together tonight, actually? Not at all. Soul puts, like, a finger up, like, oh, just a second, and they, like, go over to the cart and, like, poke their head around again. Uh, I'm gonna be gone for the night. (laughs) Was the night? Just the night. I'll be back in the morning. Okay. All right. Um, do you have? I don't have a blindfold you... on or a eye patch on. It's just that glowing eye. Uh, uh your okay. uh, eye, uh, eyes are glowing. Um. Yeah, it is. Did, did Karis mess something up? No, no, she did me a favor. We're good. Are you, sh- are you sure? <laughs> Vera, make a perception check. Oof. Wow. All right. You don't hear anything. 13. Never mind. Okay. Why do I roll so badly? <laughs> Marcus, I'm not sure where you were in conjunction with what was going on, but you were probably out of earshot. May oh, I right. make a roll for Archibald? Yeah, I'm that? talking to the whole group. That would be a 22 for him. Yeah, Archie didn't pick it up either. It's fine. It's no big deal. Marcus was with... So. Yeah, Marcus was with the group. I don't know why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You... Yeah. No, it's okay. not. It's all good. It's all good. It's just depending... It's, I'm thinking about the relative position of each person in this conversation. 
And who would be able to hear someone, you know, who would be able to hear a specific thing that would just happened? And the closest person would have been Vera. Gotcha. Interesting. Okay. It's fine. It's no big deal. Yeah, Archie is currently playing with that puppy, and it's like, it's like chewing on his fingers, and he's like playing with it. It's like a chew on his finger, and then he'll move his finger over a little bit, and then he'll pull it back, and then move it back, and it'll chew on his finger. It seems to like that, it. That's fun for like three days. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Kyle. Anyways, so Soul's gonna like nod, not talk about that eye, and they go back to Gro. Alright, so uh, Gro says hello and goodbye to the party. <laughs> oh, and oh, bye. Alright. You're just coming and going. Alright, so in that case, he will uh, cast another spell and whisk the two of them off to parts unknown. I look at Karis. Is it you? Do you know what uh, the deal is with their eye? Yeah, I um, I screwed up. Oh? Yeah. Can, well, can, can we fix it? They no. didn't seem very upset about it. it. It's okay. What did you screw up? I'm, I don't want to talk about this anymore. Okay, that's fine. I don't want to talk about it if you don't want to. Yeah, she'll she'll go over to the to the wagon and sit in it. Um, I think since maybe the five of us should find somewhere in town we could stay. Maybe somewhere be somewhere nice enough. So after your expedition to the town, you see I've I've opened up a couple of different notes for you on the map here. So little note pins, and there is the Greyhammer uh, Inn is a decent place to stay in the town. Which one of these is like the most upscale? Uh, the only one that has beds at all is the Greyhammer Inn. Oh, well, then and that's the one we'll do. The other ones are just taverns, places to eat. And then there's also the Superb Coin Emporium, which is a general store. Uh, then the Jealous Noble Finery, which is the clothing shop you guys are buying stuff at. Oh. And then there's actually, a restaurant called the Huge Kettle. I should have bought some clothing. I want to get an outfit for Archibald as well, because he said he wanted clothes. Well, tomorrow is a holiday. So you aren't going to buy <clears throat> shit. Shit's closed. That's a good point. All right. Well, See, this, is why, this is why holidays are overrated. Not <laughs> Mostly just gets in the way. I mean, I do agree. There's other businesses in the Steam Island. Uh, it's nothing to just ignore them. Uh, but I mean, I, I understand if people enjoy them, but they're not that important, right? Maybe not. But it's nice to say the blight, and sometimes you just need an excuse. Um, Bella? Yes. By the way, I've been meaning to say uh, thank you in back in this mind for getting me out of there. Of course. I don't know if I deserve to keep going on, but if I had, it were up to me, I would be pleasant with those well. So thank you. We're here to look after each other, Levet. Yes, and I would do a bit as well as that. And believe me, you do deserve to go on. I don't know what's that. But that's okay. It's okay. I, you're right. Um, we don't need to worry about these things. Uh, let me go get Callius and we'll find a place to stay. And I will do that. I'll gather Karis and Archie and whoever else wants to come along. I will follow. Okay. You uh, poke your head into the carriage and you see Karis reading the thong again and crying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> she says she'll, stay gonna, she'll, she'll just stay in the carriage for tonight. I'm going to sit down next to her, actually. Elise, are you okay? I... I'll be fine, alright? I just need some time to myself. Okay, should we go to the... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I love Beryl. <laughs> Wait, um, you go on. I, I'll catch up. I'm, I won't stay here, Kelly's, but 
I just... Are you sure you don't need anything? You sure you don't want to talk about anything? Not... Not yet, alright? I'll talk to you about it later. Okay. Okay. I'll go along with her, I guess. Alrighty. Alright, do we go to the... The Greyhammer? Yeah, I would assume so, right? Yeah, yeah. if you're going to an inn... Be great. Are any of the other taverns like distinctly nicer taverns? No. Or are they all no, no, okay? No, no, no. no, no. This is like a like, garbage town. It's not kind like of, yeah. one of them. It's just that local pub that is just famous for well, their fucking. Well, there's two in the old district that are decent. Mm-hmm. There's the Enchanted Fork, which is probably the nicest one, and then there's the Angry Dwarf, which is the one you go to to get fucked up and fight someone. <laughs> so, check your pick. Well. I would, uh, well, if it's okay with you, I'd like to actually treat, um, when I guess you are going to bring Kaiser and Orfadino, and Marcus, if, if, he, if you know where he is. <laughs> is, oh, is Marcus with us? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're, you're just, you're very small, I keep missing you. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't know about that, that, that doesn't that. seem like a reason to <laughs> not notice someone, that seems kind of... Wow. Uh, well, well, I mean, not for you, but I mean... Wow! Sorry. <laughs> There's a lot of anti-short sentiment in that statement. Are you calling me short too? I, I do not have anything against we're, we're anyone short. based on their size. We are little people compared. I mean, to everyone is short compared to Zelnoyevkev. How do you think he feels? Who? <laughs> to Dragon. Yeah. I thought you pronounced it very well. Oh, that was pretty good. I, I thought you were talking about someone in real life. <laughs> Nope. <laughs> I was like, I have no idea how that is, but that's usually how it goes. <laughs> some celebrities. Must be so, yeah. some celebrity. <laughs> I want to put that on a like a poster now. It's a fake name, starring Zelma Rifka. <laughs> that sounds like a director's name. Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Zelma Rifka. Third film by Zelma Rifka. <laughs> From the mastermind is how yeah. it starts. <laughs> You know he's going to be such a pretentious director, too. <laughs> oh, it's God. all... Uh, it's all the uh, art. I think of it uh, on the spot. Uh, it takes me at least uh, 33 takes per scene. <laughs> it comes out beautiful every time. Oh, this movie's just ooze style. When you see it and you just know that it's a Zell. Just nobody quite makes a movie like him. Anyways. All right, so... <laughs> well, right, let's, go, let's go get things. <clears throat> Right, Go so. sleep, or <laughs> okay. You you had your time. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want it to happen. All right. So where are we going? Uh, uh, the the fork. Okay, you go to the Enchanted Fork Enchanted Tavern, fork. which is a mm-hmm. the nicest place to eat in town. Mm-hmm. And I'll so, buy everybody as much food as they want, and as nice of food as they want. Okay, that'll be fifteen gold. All right. Oh, that's expensive for, like, a piece of shit place. Well, yeah. it's the nicest place in town. It's the nicest place so, to eat in town. So it's it's actually a pretty decent quality. You would consider it a four-star tavern. Yeah. Oh, that's fucking hype. Dude, I'm getting the lobster roll. <laughs> they do have a lobster roll, actually. Oh, Jesus Christ. Well, that would go crazy over that. I feel like I feel a little bit better for once. It's a freshwater lobster. It's really more of a prawn. But they yeah, want to be fancy. It's not quite the same, but it still <clears throat> reminds her home. It's still pretty tasty, yeah. Also, everyone's so poor here, like, they don't even know. Like, yeah. this is, oh, this is exotic. It's it's like, it will be some kind of lobster. You guys get this right <laughs> out of the lake? That's awesome. That, that, that being said, they do, they do live right next to it, so. 
<laughs> so we'll just be eating. All right. Do you think Karis will be all right? They, she seems very upset about whatever they did with the glowing eye on Soul. I think they might be upset about something else. Well, I mean, they said they messed up. I. Yes, but I think she's um, she's. Have you noticed she seemed a bit distant lately? I mean, I'm not one to talk, but she. She did say that she couldn't hear her sister as well. Was that? Was that what she said? I think something might have happened. I, I make a very quick look at Marcus <laughs> before looking back. Oh, can I roll time to see if I caught that? Or is Reception. it? Was it not so? All right, that sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> good old eight. Ooh. I'm looking at my drink. You're like, yeah, Gary. <laughs> did uh? Did Marcus, did Marcus notice? notice that? Ah, uh, let's see. Look, that was better. Yeah, you notice. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's all right. We we all know what Marcus is. <laughs> a monster. Uh, uh, well, like you do, but okay. You do. Ouch. God. Vera has got the social thing down more than anybody. I feel like in the party because she just does not give a fuck about what anyone thinks. <laughs> Like, the moment somebody's like, that was rude of you, she's like, well, fuck you, too. I don't need you. (laughs) So, do we know what we're doing once we get to uh, Ville again? Wait. Malchus wanted to go to the uh, Deadlands. I want to check in on my project, uh, especially with Karis' help. I think we might be able to do something a little more impressive. Uh, what, What project? Well, we are trying to build some automatons, kind of like the ones you saw in this island, but uh, <clears throat> more magically powered, so that they can go for longer. Oh, huh. be interesting, I suppose. I'm sure Karis will also enjoy uh, going to the Deadlands. I don't think Maybe so. Maybe get, get her mind off of uh, whatever is troubling her. What makes you think she really enjoys going to the Deadlands? Well, there's a lot of undeath. Skeletons seems to be up uh, her alley. I think it's that, probably that, going to remind her of that too. It'll be a very good place for her to learn. She seemed very disappointed that uh, she wasn't able to do anything with her magic on our travels to the Isle. Well, I guess we should definitely uh, then go to the inn, rest up, have a, quite a few days of travel ahead of us. Yes. And thank you for the food. Of course. It is the second door. I feel wrong that uh, having something for a video. It's too bad that Sol and Kalis couldn't join us. I read some things from them, but they will have to wait, I guess. Alright, so you guys go to the inn, you can get rooms for the party for, say, five gold and be set for the evening. Alright, I will push the date forward to the 22nd of December, 762, Third Age, Third Era. Alright, and that is the end of the solstice. And probably the end of our session. Hopefully. No! <laughs> Aww. Thanks for listening. As always, special thanks to Protagonist for the theme music, and Emily Roll for Fantasy for this episode's soundtrack. Interested in following us on social media? Do so on Twitter at CheckPleaseDnd, or want to support the podcast and be part of the Czech Republic? Go to our Patreon under Kanesha. Until next time. <laughs>